And I as like we it. established in the last episode, I drink. And I'm retarded. <laughs> Oh man, I'm one of your co-hosts, Ron Avis, the host on the left. I am the host to the north, Adam Peterson. (laughs) I'm I'm just rolling with that. I'm sticking with that. Oh man, you're not supposed to say that word anymore. Yeah, I know you're not. That's that's very bad. That's That's not, not very woke. That is, you are asleep. I was asleep. You were sleeping on that. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, so we, we got a we got a fun show. Uh, we're this this is like our Thanksgiving episode. Kinda. It is. Uh, we we just kind of went through Halloween. We we had a lot of fun talking scary movies. Scary. Scary. We're just gonna freak you guys out. And then and one of our Halloweenish shows like leaked into November. So it's all right. Sorry about that. November's uh, like Halloween Junior. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some Halloween or no, some Halloween <laughs> once again. Halloween. Halloween. Ten just, more movies to freak you out. Just make all you, Halloween from now on. Here's five movies that make you pee your pants. Guaranteed. Uh, but, yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about some Thanksgiving-themed movies. Yes. And we're also going to we're gonna cast some movies. We are going to cast some movies. One of our favorite uh, recurring segments, as in the, uh, you know, who played it better. Who played it better. Who played it better. And uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be casting a fi- like a movie that never actually happened. But you, you kind of put a twist. I did. You gave me a Shyamalan twist. twist. You gave me a Sprite Lemon Lime. And you said, like, you're going to do Goonies too. Goonies too. And I told you you had to recast. The Disorderlies with <laughs> the <laughs> Fat Boys. You find three more Fat Boys that can beep up. You can't do it. <clears throat> no, you can't. You might it's be able impossible. to find three overweight gentlemen, but can they beep up? If, if you told Not me. Not beep up, beatbox. Beatbox. Beatbox too. <laughs> What's beat bopping? <laughs> I just picture it like rerun, you know, doing this. It's thing. a mix of uh, beatboxing. That's and actually. It's a mix of beatboxing and kids bop. That's <laughs> the two when you jam the two together. I love that, man. If that's not a thing, you should you should lead a class in that. Yes, I should immediately. Like I will quit now. starting tomorrow. New podcast. There will be a, a new podcast, <laughs> Beat Bop, which I teach you how to beatbox to kids bop songs. Oh my god, the umbop, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we could do that. I love that they do that. You know, you got like all the popular songs <clears throat> just sang by little kids. kids. Love them, and because they're little kids, I guess they don't get sued. I th- I think that must be the case. They just you can't sue little Billy. You're gonna sue children? Are you gonna sue children? <laughs> don't no, you dare not. sue some children? No, you're not. And then in our uh, our closing credits or the post credit scene, post credit scene, we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we get yes. there. But it's, it's going to be rad. It's going to be real rad. It's going to be really rad. <laughs> and if, if you're one of the seven consistent listeners, you'll know what we're talking about. Yes, you will be on top of that. Sneak previews. Sneak previews. Uh, who played it better? Now, um, would you like to go first, or shall I go first? Uh, why don't you go first? If they were to make a sequel to Goonies, cast um, the actors as grown-ups. Yes. That's a great idea. This could be a lot of fun. Although, I will tell you, as I'm casting some of these uh, choices, I many times I was like, I just want to get uh, Josh Brolin. Yep. <laughs> Who else could do this? Uh, they're, they're, a lot of these actors are still very prominent. Give me Corey Feldman. 
Yeah, maybe not Corey Feldman, but I but Sean Austin is still acting, yes. and uh, you know uh, Martha Plimpton is still acting, and of course Josh Brolin's been knocking it out of the park lately. You know, it's Thanos, man. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> so Joe Pantoliano. Joe Pantoliano still still doing Robert his thing. Davey. I don't know about him. Is he still alive? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Admittedly, I'm not sure. Uh, and besides, you know, the the Mama Fratelli and uh, Sloth, the actor who played Sloth. I know he's hey, dead. Hey, you guys. <laughs> uh, a lot of these guys can, can come back and play, the, you know, but but that that's not the fun. That's not the exercise. Uh, so, yeah, Goonies 2, uh, rumored for a long time to actually be a sequel. Um, they You know, in a, in a time of sequels and reboots from things from years ago you know, revenge of one-eyed willy <laughs> something uh, the original movie came out in 1985 i think that so right. you know we're during the time of all the sequels it was about 30 years and so i feel like around 2015 2016 is when i started hearing all these yeah you know uh, i know that sean austin and uh cory feldman i read anyway that they they actually wrote like a 10 page treatment uh, and they, they went to Richard Donner along with representatives uh, of Steven Spielberg and uh, uh, not sure who else. But anyways, so they, they pitched it and Richard Donner, like he liked it. He thought it was good, but he said it would just be way too expensive. So, you know, like they, it never went through. Uh, for, I, I didn't know this. In 2007, there was supposed to be an animated series. <clears throat> uh, Cartoon Network apparently that. was going to have a show for a, an animated Goonies. Wow. I'm kind of glad that didn't work because they, they did a similar route with Spaceballs, and that was just yeah, that, ugh, horrible. Uh, sometimes those things work out okay. Like apparently the Napo- Napoleon Dynamite cartoon is not too bad. That was that was pretty funny. It, it, but it's one of those like it works it works on a different works on that adult cartoon kind of level. Clerks, you, another example. yes. If you were going to do an animated series, it was any kind of true to that. That was big in the late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, Police Academy. But, but with those shows, they they really respect. They don't respect much about no. the original property. Like, no, they just want the name. Yeah. they want the not- the notoriety of the character. But yeah, but I, I love that cartoon. You know, like the whole Beetlejuice cartoon. It's oh, it's fantastic. <clears throat> um, in 2015, uh, Richard Donner said that there was supposed to be a Broadway play based on the Goonies. That is yet to happen. <laughs> So, you know, talk of the Goonies in some way, shape, or form, like, yeah, it, yeah it's going to be rebooted at some point, right? I, I, f- I feel <laughs> like even just as of a couple of years ago, there was this big back and forth, like, Corey Feldman kept saying, yep, it's happening. Yeah. It's, we're going for it. Just kind of working its way, like, yeah. willing it into existence, similar to how Martin Lawrence kept willing Bad Boys 3 into existence, <laughs> which I think looks fun. I'm, I'm willing, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, but, comes out in but January. But didn't it seem like for years, like a decade, he was just like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And Will Smith just be like, right, we'll see. <laughs> I got, hey. I got, I'm going to be busy doing the lab. Yeah, I'm uh. going to be busy making millions, doing other stuff, disappointing Adam. Yes. <laughs> I got to, I, I, first I got to ruin Adam's childhood. And then, uh, let me just ruin, <laughs> let me do that real quick. A genie. Okay. So anyways, the main characters, we got uh, Mikey, Mouth, Data, Chunk, uh, Steph, Andy, uh, Brand, Sloth, and the Fratellis. Like, um, I'm recasting a lot of these. You went, I'm, you, I'm going deep. You went yard on that I'm going one. balls deep into the cast of the Goonies. <laughs> balls deep into the cast. That's a whole different movie. Whole different movie. <laughs> oh, 
my that God. is an are you 18 click oh, yes to enter kind of movie they're not children anymore no. though they're they're grown this they're, is true. they can consent this is true jesus christ okay so Ooh, let's let's left. start at the top let's start with the ringleader mikey who Ooh, was played mikey. by sean austin sean. iconic role for him yes uh maybe my favorite ever of him uh okay so i i wanted to you, you got to pick somebody who's got like a kind of smooth likable but kind of cocky you know they, they have to be able to lead this band of, of goonies miscreants this yes this band of miscreant boys uh, and I'm thinking, like, who? And I, I, I passed over several names. It's like, who, who could be Mikey? Who could be Mikey? And then, like, a, like a lightning bolt had hit me. I was like, oh my god, I know who the guy could be. Chris Pratt is adult Mikey. Like, I could totally see yeah. him being that because he, he's, you know, he's funny, he's charming, he's a leader, he's yeah. Star Lord, uh, and you know, like, I, and I, I could see him in That's this in this role. That's like, I could call. see him playing the Mikey character as an adult very well. Uh, <clears throat> for Mouth, uh, who was Corey Feldman, I was like, I gotta get somebody who's like got a sarcastic wit, a bite to them. Funny can be a bit of an, an kind of annoying, like not like you know he's a friend, obviously he's a goonie, but. You know, Mouth was always like the one popping off. Yeah. And, you know, he was always like, Mouth, you know, this is getting into I thought Jason Bateman would be a really good mouth. <laughs> He's so sarcastic and that. dry. And uh, I could also see him like as an adult. Like, doesn't Jason Bateman just like, we, we've seen Jason Bateman grow up. Yeah. But he, he totally had that feathered hair as like, yeah, you know, he, in the Hogan family. Uh, yeah. Like, he, he totally. was, he could be Mouth. Teen Wolf 2. Yeah. <sighs> No, Hogan's family. That's yes. that's that's my young Jason Bateman. So yeah, you got Mikey and Mouth right away. Hilarious. Yes. I'm I'm so excited I'm to I'm see this. I'm on board movie. with this movie. So excited to see this movie. Take my money. Now the next character, uh, Data. Data. Who was played by K Hui Kwan. Yes. Uh, also short round from Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Uh, now he was really hard because he's Vietnamese. And there aren't a lot of Vietnamese actors who are like American Vietnamese, you know? So I I had to be careful. Like, I don't want to just cast any Asian actor. uh, And then, you know, like, I don't, you know, that's sensitive, but I mean, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't find anybody, you know, worthy (laughs) of this character. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and choose John Cho. Okay. You know, and he's Korean, but um, he he's already kind of got that like nerdy appeal to him anyway. Yeah. Uh, he played um, who was he in Star Trek? He was um, Sulu. He was Sulu, nerd cred right there. Uh, of course, you Which know him from Harold and Kumar. I mean, I'm not was, even a Star Trek guy. I yeah. just really enjoyed the new ones that <laughs> yes, uh, JJ Abrams JJ really made those things enjoyable, and and, and it, who knows, you he know. Did. Uh, uh, Tarantino, Tarantino gonna, might do the same he's thing. Gonna he's gonna turn He's gonna turn over a whole new. Hey, audience. the movies you liked. How about with a lot more blood and cursing and fucking? Well, just fucking in the word, yeah. like the adjective, like not that fucking in all capacities. <laughs> well, right, right, all capacities. You want a hypodermic needle to the chest plate? <laughs> there you go. You want a lot of cursing? I went through a lot of people. Like I also considered Ken Jong. 
Okay. Uh, but he's he's almost too much of a caricature, you know. Like I, I don't know, Randall Park was somebody that I kind of that thought. was in my head. I was I was thinking him. Were you really? Yeah. I, I really enjoy him. Yeah, I, I think. But he he wasn't a data to me. Like he no. he's too he's too put together. He's too solid. He's too solid of a dude. Uh, I but John Cho he can play that agitated nerdy character. I think yeah. pretty well. So. Chris Pratt, Jason Bateman, and John Cho. I'm totally invested in this movie. <clears throat> so for Chunk, Chunk played by Jeff Cohen. That was a tough one. <sighs> Chunk, truffle, truffle. It was, and I picked a few different people. I was like, I, I. Here's what I. My initial gut instinct was like, hey, let me get a real beefy, like a beefcake kind of hunky character who grew up out of that. Gonna go the Ben Hanscom. In, yes, in yes. Right I was I was totally committed to doing that. But I thought, you know, I'm looking at this cast. I need to pick an actor who can play off. Chuck's yeah. a very important character. He is. He he's he you know, he's he's constantly talking his way out of situations. He's very imaginative. Uh you're like, what the, half the time he's talking, you're like, where is he getting this shit? Yeah. So I thought, you know what? Zach Galifianakis. Ooh. is my chunk. That is a good call right there. <laughs> so he stayed a little on the husky side, but he, with the beard, I mean, he's the grown-up chunk. I like that. I, I could see him being resentful of doing the truffle shuffle and all that stuff. You know, like, they still make you do I it could, at some I could picture the face, oh, the, God, Zach yeah. the Zach Galifianakis face, are like, do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> right. So I, I just think he would own that character so well. I like as it. a grown-up chunk. Uh, now uh, to the ladies, and I I really enjoyed with who I came up with on this. So Steph, who was played by Martha Plim- Martha, Martha Plimpton, Plimpton um, I was like, I need you know she she's she has a nerdy look, but it's not really like no like she's not really a nerd. No. She's kind of, it's the glasses, I, think I guess. it was the 80s, the like, braces. if you wore glasses yeah. in the 80s, you're a nerd. It's like, <laughs> no, I just have poor eyesight. That's yeah, all. but she's cool. She hangs with, oh. like, a quote-unquote cooler girl, yeah. you know, with Andy. I was like, well, who who can I find who's a girl that's kind of got the, the look of, of stuff, but is not really a nerd and people really enjoy it? I don't want it to be an annoying character. And I thought, let's go with Tina Fey. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I, I, like I, I adore Tina Fey. I think she's one of the funniest most talented entertainers period uh out there today so funny i feel like she could write some of this too like i, yeah. could, I could see her writing yep. the goonies too because she that. has such a respect for uh you know all those like things from the 80s yeah. uh, she she has a real nostalgic heart yeah uh, if you've ever seen like 30 rock like she she, she oh, like totally, constantly yeah. mines that kind of stuff for entertainment so for andy Played by Carrie Green, who I'm not really familiar with that actress. I don't think she did much outside of Goonies. Yeah. I was really, really tempted to go with Amy Poehler, but I didn't want it to make like an Amy Poehler Tina Fey joint. Yeah. So instead I went with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Uh she she is the quintessential popular girl who doesn't have to do much except show up and be pretty and distract, yeah. you know, be distracting to the I boys. I could see that. But she has shown that she can be very, very funny. Yes. And she already has a little bit of chemistry with Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, I was thinking you that. Know, so, you know, the two of them, they've done things together. Uh, let them, you know, have like, you know, have some laughs because it's Mikey and, and Brandy. And, yeah. like, you know, so that would be really funny. They could play off of that. Okay. <clears throat> now, the, these last couples were tough. Uh, Brand, the older brother, played by Josh Brolin. It's like, who, who can I get who's sort of like a, a jockey, cool, 
uh, you know, like somebody that all the kids looked up to uh, at first, you know, like he, he seems like an antagonist, but by the end of the movie, he's one of the Goonies. So yeah. he's, he might as well be one of the Goonies. He's totally on board with these kids. Like he's just there to sort of keep them alive and out of trouble, but he's kind of digging it too, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, well, I got to pick somebody just a little bit older than a lot of these guys, not, but not by a lot. I thought, let's go with Ethan Hawke, his grown-up brand. Ooh, I like that. Put a few, like, gray streaks in his hair, you know, like, I, I could totally, like, see him as, like, a Josh Brolin-type character, you know, like, he, he's a good character actor. He can have fun, you know, he's, he's been in every kind <sighs> of movie there is. Uh, so I, I really like seeing him in that role and I could see him like, and Chris Pratt really bumping against each other. Like I well, could. It's, it's, it's funny to me that you say that just, just because, um, I watched the movie, the kid, which was about Billy, the kid the other day. Oh yeah. Okay. I it, didn't know that. That's it, what it was about. Yeah. It's kind of got a, a double meaning, but it's, it's the story focuses on, um, Dane DeHaan plays Billy, the kid, Ethan Hawke is the lawman that brings him in. Mm-hmm. There's a secondary story that's running with it where this kid, kid at the beginning of the movie, him and his sister, his dad is beating up his mom and he shoots his dad. And so they, him and his sister go on the run Mm -hmm. and they meet up. Billy the kid finds them. And so he's in, this kid is intrigued by Billy the kid and thinks he's going to help him and do this and that. Well, the uncle who is the the brother of, of this kid's dad is played by Chris Pratt. And okay. so he's ever pursuing them okay. to okay. get revenge for his brother who he shot. So Chris Pratt is the bad guy. Okay. And Ethan Hawke is the lawman. Oh, okay. And it's a reuniting. Vincent D'Onofrio directed it. And oh, wow. Also had... Well, uh, those three guys were in that, that one movie. Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven, right. <laughs> and it also had... Uh, um, who was... Because there was a fourth um, from that that was in there. And I can't remember who it is now off the top of my head. Mm. But uh, yeah, I was, was like, okay, Vincent D'Onofrio, Ethan Hawke. wasn't Denzel, was it? <laughs> no. Okay. There was there was one other... I can't remember who was it was. Was it the, the knife guy? Maybe maybe there wasn't a fourth. I thought okay. there was a fourth. Okay. There, there were, I, I'm thinking like after those three that you mentioned. like the... Yeah. No, there was... I guess it was just the three because there okay. was... Yeah, it was just the three. But it was... Um, it's just funny because I just saw the two of them in a film. <laughs> so cool. Juxtaposed. Hey, that's, that's how it goes, man. That's how we roll. That's, uh, thankfully, you watch so many movies to, to validate my choice a little bit more. <laughs> they have great chemistry. Even in The Magnificent Seven, they had great chemistry. I love them both. Yes. Okay. So uh, next is Sloth. So Sloth, who was played by uh, Jason uh, Matsuzaki. Matt is, Matt, I don't know, Matuzak. Yeah. He, he was a former football player. Yeah. Uh, iconic, uh, I think was he in Bloodsport? Was that him in Bloodsport also, or is that I'm thinking of? But no, no, that's the guy who played Ogre. Ogre, yeah, yeah from Origin. There's similar looking guy, very similar. You know, uh, curly hair, big guy. Um, so I'm like, well, who who am I going to get? Who would want to play Sloth? First of all, because he's under all that makeup and prosthetics, and you know, like so my brain's going like, uh, you know, former athletes, big guys. Like who who can I pick? And I was like, why not The Rock? You know, like that would be. And it's like, nah, The Rock's probably he. Maybe do it, but I mean, he's not going to get paid a ton, and he's already like dealing with all these other people. But he, he could also like he's been in movies with like large ensemble cast. Yes. Like, nah, nah, you're not going to put the rock under all that makeup and stuff. What I decided to do was uh, Christian uh, Nairn, and I only really know him as one character, Hodor. Huh. So <laughs> I was like, why don't we get that character, the Hodor guy, big dude. Who has? I like it. I, I think he could have a little bit of fun, you know. I with, like it. He seems like when I've seen him on talk shows, yeah. doing the talk show circuit, he seems like a really funny, cool guy. Yeah. 
So I, I could see him throwing himself into that role and having fun with it. Oh, yeah. Um, so that leaves the Fratellis, right? Well, Mama Fratelli's been dead for a while. Joey Pants and, uh, like, as you said, Robert, Robert Davy. Yeah. Davy, I don't know. Like, they, I was like, I'm going to come at this a little bit differently. Instead of recasting those characters, instead, I'm going to find two youngish Italian actresses to play the daughters Ooh, of, I like it. of Jake and Francis. I like it. And they twist, are carrying twist. on the Fratelli, uh, you know, the name. Namesake. They're trying to get to these kids. Like, you you know, you because of you, like, our dads went to jail. And, you know, like, we're, we're going to get revenge. And, it, you know, it'll be funny and madcap. Like, it's not going to be, like, too serious. But so, like, that that's their motive. You know, like, they're, they're the kids, the daughters of the Fratellis. And I thought, let's get Lady Gaga, <laughs> I think would have a lot of fun doing that. And comes from an Italian background. Yes. And Alexandra Daddario, ah. who I just like to look at. Yes. and she, But she's really funny. Like she, it's a, she's pretty talented. They would be a competent team. I think so. So like they're, they're the ones that are going to be just kind of pushing the boys ahead. Or not I, the, just the boys, but like the Goonies. I like it. And uh, that that's my entire cast. And I I'm, like I'm gonna it. I'm going to have Richard Donner come back and direct this thing. I executive like produced it. by Steven Spielberg, and it's going to be a huge hit. This is going to make <laughs> it's going to make millions <laughs> and millions of dollars. Of course it is, because it's a it's a sequel. That is so. fantastic. I would see this movie all day long. Oh, me too. All and, day long. I, and I, when I put the finishing touches on this, like I remember messages like I got the Goonies too, man. It's going to be fun. This this is my favorite I movie like so far. So there you go. Very nicely done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now, I love doing this. It's so much fun. So now I suppose here let's do. Uh, so I had I did The Shining. I was tasked with The Shining. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up. Let's see who all. Timely, I have to say. It worked out quite well. Very good. Check out our review of Dr. Sleep. Dr. Our spoiler Sleep. filled review. Filled with spoilers. Mm, so riddled, tasty. Riddled with spoilers. <laughs> Um, so let's see here. I did, I recast Jack Torrance, Wendy Torrance, Danny Torrance, mm-hmm. uh, Dick Halloran, yep. Ullman, who is the gentleman who hired Jack Torrance. Oh, okay. Okay. Delbert Grady, who was the, uh, he was the butler guy. It was his, the twins were his daughters. Right. The, right, the original, right, right. um, caretaker of, uh, the Overlook. Lloyd, uh, who was the bartender. Trusty bartender. Faithful and then bartender. I did the Grady twins. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> So let's see here. I'll work my way backwards up okay. to up to the Torrance family. So uh, starting with the Grady twins. Okay. Um, they Boy, were. Boy, you really went for extra credit on the Grady I did. twins. I did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Kate Nashley. <laughs> uh, as as per usual, I like to, I like to come up with three names that really feel like they would fit. Um, show me up every time. Uh, I, I just I, I I dig into them. I I don't I don't know. I I mean I think even with whatever I've got here, I I'm. I'm more apt to go see the Goonies too. <laughs> well, versus... I'm, I'm sure you you always bring interesting choices. Always, <clears throat> so, and not the obvious. Like I do a lot of the obvious. You don't always do the obvious. I, you get a deep cuts a bit more. I, yeah, I'm. You're you're the uh, you're the the Billboard tar- chart toppers. You're 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 what's going to bring people in, and I'm the uh, I'm the I'm the the ballad. Are you kind of in a way calling me like Jerry Bruckheimer here? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Michael Bay. Okay, um, Michael. Oh, okay. Ooh, much better. No. Much better. No, Spielberg. Spielberg is he's the chart topper. He he does. He's the chart topper. It's in the names. And uh, fair I, enough. Fair enough. Hey, those guys are very wealthy uh, and, and not 
respected. You're I'm respected? Question mark. <laughs> you you are. I am the Ryan Johnson to your J.J. Abrams. Perfect. Ooh, I love it. I love it. And it's a Star Wars reference. I can live with that. Oh, so Grady so twins. Excited to see Rise of Skywalker. It's gonna be amazing. Oh God, it's gonna be amazing. It is. I want it to be out now. <laughs> so bad. I don't want to wait. I want to just put it on my number one spot right now. Why can't I watch it today? Oh, come on. What's a guy got to have cancer to see this thing? Or like, <laughs> it's not probably. Worth it. If yeah, you did, if, they might let you watch it today. I'd also have to be a little kid or something. Yeah. yeah. Just being an adult who's only, lived his life already. Only kids mostly. get to make wishes. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Unfair. Oh. Mm. Grady twins. Bring it back. Grady twins. We're 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... Uh, Hopefully not abducted for their steam. No. Fingers <laughs> crossed. That would be unfortunate. Okay. Three, three names. Three names I came up with. Uh, McKenna Grace. Who she's been in a couple of things. She's in the movie Gifted with uh, um, Chris Evans. Mm. Really liked her Captain in that. America. Uh, Kennedy uh, Clements. Uh, she was the daughter in the Poltergeist remake. Okay. So she's okay. she's got kind of a creepy. I, I, uh, I dug her. Yeah, she was like way into the <clears throat> uh, the the show or whatever. Yes. Yeah. She was, and she she had. I mean, there it was not a great movie, but there were some decent performances that came out of it, and. As a child actor, really just needing to play twins. You know, you, that, those movies are never going to be as good as the originals. No. But I, I got to say, like, I I give, I think that movie's better than some people give credit for. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, you got, that's one of the things when you're doing a remake or you're doing a sequel, you're doing all you're always going to get compared to the right. original source material. And Poltergeist for a PG-13 movie that came out in the 80s that was supposed to be scary was really scary. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah. So you're like, it's you, one of the best movies of all time. It's, uh, it's big shoes to fill. So, you know, if you're just going to kind of haphazardly go at it. They did their best. They did their I best. Did my best. <laughs> And, and my, my third selection, I don't even know how to say her name, Jeet, it's J-E-T-E, Lawrence. Um, she was in, um, I just had it and I lost it. Um, she was in another, what, who, she I, was in, I lost it. <laughs> she was in another scary movie. <laughs> okay. Um, she played a child. She was mm, in, yes. oh, the um, Pet Cemetery. She was the daughter in Pet Cemetery. The new one that just came out. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. she had a significant creepy quality to her, to where it's like, okay, if I want the, tw- you know, if I'm looking for somebody that can play creepy, I, I think I, I don't, I haven't seen Gifted, so I can't speak yes. for her. And uh, between her and the daughter from the Poltergeist, I like her more for the role. I um, think. I, I, but it's it's your choice. It is my it is my cho- let me see, I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to pull up McKenna Grace because I know she's been in other things. She's a very capable young actress. Hmm. Um, she's going to be in Ghostbusters 2020. Uh, I like her gonna, already. Uh, she oh. was in Annabelle Comes Home. She was oh, uh, okay. the newest Annabelle movie. Okay. Uh, she was in Captain Marvel? So she right? was in Captain Marvel. Uh, I'm trying to think who she As... was. I wonder if she was young. Um, oh, young young uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, young Carol Maybe, Danvers. Uh, okay. She, okay. Young she was in Danvers. the go-kart. Yep. All right, all right. Um so dig it. She's 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 been in a few things. I I, I went with McKenna Grace because I really liked she her performance. It's a small role. Um she's not a terribly well known actress. So I was like, okay, I'm going with her because I really like her chop. She's she I mean, she works well off the in the things. And she was And would really that one actress want to be uh, placed in another yeah. remake of a loved beloved movie? Yes, exactly. Come on. It's like mm, you don't want to go gonna, two for you two. You don't want to do this here. No. Um so she's she's the Grady twins. Okay. We would use a little movie magic because there's just one of her. Yeah, let's um, do that. 
So cheaper that way. <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd's my next one. He's originally played by Joe Turkle. I loved him in that movie. Oh, he's so fantastic. Good. And I really liked the uh, facsimile of Lloyd in the movie with Chris Pratt they, and uh, I, Jennifer uh, Lawrence. I, I liked Michael Sheen. Mm-hmm. He was he was really great in that. I, I liked I liked that little homage to uh, to The Shining in that. Yeah, he wasn't being Lloyd, but he was. He was very Lloyd-ish. Yeah, La Lloyd, La Lloyd. <laughs> um, so my I I, uh, I usually I try I try I don't I'm not hard and fast on, but I try and get people that are around the same age. He was 53 when he played that role. Yep. Um, so the was three he really okay. Yes, the three names I came up with: uh, John Hawks. Um, who? Another name sounds familiar. Um, he, I, I just, I just watched him again. He was in the Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, I think the best place I know him from is uh, the movie Identity, with uh, uh, John Cusack. John Cusack, Ray yeah. Liotta. He was the guy that was pretending to run the um, the uh, the motel. Hmm. He uh, he had been a guy that just showed up there, I think, to rob it. But he was just asking people for twenty bucks on their ID. Yeah, I've only <clears> seen that once, and I haven't seen it since it came it out. Was, I enjoyed that movie. Considerably. It is really good. Good twist. Um, so John Hawks, he was sixty, so he's he's sixty. He's a little older. Right. Um, my second choice, Thomas Lennon. Um, Reno nine one one probably. I mean, he was in the state. Oh, um, mm, I so can see him doing that. Uh, he's he's got a. a Typically comedic feel, very comedic. But he's um, uh, what I, what I liked about him is um, there's a promptness to him, like a you know formal. Like a, yes. he could play a very formal. He character. plays a very formal. And what I like about in the character of Lloyd, there's there's kind of this trustworthy. Like he's very you know him and Jack Torrance. Like he can't just be you know this off putting ghost demon guy because <laughs> he's got to be he's got to he's the one that kind of draws jack torrance in yeah so there needs to be kind of a sinister welcoming quality to him and i was like i think thomas lennon could really pull that off i think he could too and then um dean winters who's the mayhem guy from the um the uh oh the car commercial yeah, like car- he was in also yeah. in brooklyn brooklyn 99 he's nine he's nine. the uh um the vulture <laughs> Stealing everybody's collar. Stealing everybody's oh, every time. Just swoops in. Um, I, I, I like I like his look. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I went with Thomas Lennon because I okay. felt like he really um, he really hits um, the qualities I was looking for. Is like that formality to him. Yeah. Um, and then kind of that sinister, inviting. You know, kind of like I feel like there would that's be a, a gutsy call just because he is so known for his yes, comedic. He jobs. is a very comedic. Yeah, that's um, almost exclusively what he's done. But also charming. So, yes. you know, which is what, you know, like that bartender role. I, I could see him. And as we said, he, he's very formal and prompt yes. always. He's got that very, you know, kind of I was well-mannered. Like, yeah, he could play. He could. I think he could pull yeah, this he, off. He could do that. <clears throat> um, so then Delbert Grady, who was played by Philip Stone. Um, he was the original um, caretaker mm-hmm. that went nuts and killed his family. <laughs> okay. Whew. Um and uh seeing a pattern here this this one this one for me i i um i i wanted i the first guy that popped in my head is the guy that i went with um and i so i came up with a couple other names just because it was like okay i want to make sure that i feel like i'm making the best choice i uh richard jenkins uh who was uh, oh yeah um uh, mr dobeck in Step Brothers. he he was a little on the older side i mean i felt like okay if you could de-age him a little bit if you needed to but oh he, yeah uh, it's again, or, or you could just be Richard Jenkins. He could just, he could just it. be an older version of Delbert Grady. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy him. And then Dylan Baker, um, who, uh, 
I'm trying to think. Um, I, I think the two places I recognize him the most is uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. He's the guy that comes and picks him up at the motel the next morning and tells his um, very pregnant wife to get their um, suitcases and throw them in the back of his truck. Okay, okay. He also he also played um, Peter Parker's professor in the original Spider-Man movies. He he was he was going to be the lizard. He was uh, oh Doc that Collins. guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. You see, he pops up here and there. He's kind of one of those guys you recognize. You're like, where do I know him from? He's got that face. He's he's got yeah. that face, and I felt like that was that was kind of what would fit this character is like I kind of recognize this guy but he's not that's perfect because like yeah. you know that that character even though like in the lore of the hotel he's important yeah he's not in it enough to where you know like, yeah, you're he, like oh this guy's a, he's a yeah. starring role I ended up going with Kevin Doyle okay who he is he's a British actor um, and he was in very Down, British Sandy. he's in uh, Downton Abbey he played Mr. Mosley. And if you looked at a picture of Kevin Doyle and you looked at a picture of Delbert Grady, you're like, mm. oh, I know why you picked this guy. Okay. He looks exactly like the guy that played Delbert uh, Grady in the first one. So I, just, I haven't I w- seen Downton Abbey. Is that the guy who played like the butler guy? He was, he was, he was kind of a comedic butler. He was always um, – he's, he's not a very prominent role. Um, let's he, see. Wasn't, he wasn't the butler in that Transformers movie, was he? No, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here. So – this, that's Kevin Doyle. Oh, he Mr. looks Mosley. way British. Yes. <laughs> and so then if you if you do that, and then Delbert Grady. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like he fit oh, pretty. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, this guy could. Yeah. Also could play the eagle from the Muppets. That's true. Yeah. Sam the eagle. Sam the eagle. <laughs> that, would, that would totally work. Yep. Just throw up prosthetic <clears throat> beak on that dude Bam. oh absolutely <laughs> i could throw a prosthetic beak on him just and i'd watch that movie like it's here's kevin doyle but he's got the brown area. he's just wearing a he's wearing a, a prosthetic beak that's and just a going, that's just a like a paper beak with a string visible or you can see the string going, going about his business day-to-day life picking up dry cleaning <laughs> stop right. by starbucks just a prosthetic beak <sighs> why not Name, Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle. <laughs> uh, all right, Ullman. This is kind of the last of the not, of the more supporting character roles. Right, right. Played by Barry Nelson. Okay. Um, so this one was, I, it's not a uh, not a big, big role. Really, he's just the guy that hires Jack Torrance. I think he might be in a, a handful of scenes at the beginning. It's a very, very intense scene, though. Yeah. You know, with him and Jack. He, you know, he, they have their, um, they have their interview in his office mm-hmm. and then he tours, you know, tells them about the grounds. I love that interview scene. It's really good. It's, it's a, it's a big scene in the movie. It, mm-hmm. it, it sets up a lot of stuff. The character itself is, you know, not important, but the delivery that, that whole scene is, there's an intensity to it. That's very much necessary for a lot of understanding of what happened there. You learn about what kind of man <sighs> Jack is like yes. kind of right off the bat from that interview. Because, because his, you know, his interaction is a little you know he hasn't gone nuts yet but there's an there's an offness to um jack nicholson in that interview there's a little bit of desperation yeah it's like this feels a little uncomfortable yeah um so the i john o'hurley was uh when i came up with he played peterman from uh, seinfeld Um, okay uh okay he kind of was like he had it was really more the aesthetic, like he could just kind of like he's a guy, he's just a guy, yeah, he's a guy. and he could get you like you'd definitely recognize a guy. Him. Can confirm um, he's a guy. <laughs> I went, I, Bob Odenkirk, I thought also uh, could could pull it off. I would put him in everything. He he's great. He's he is. he's great for that kind of role. You got just a like, movie. You got a role with a lawyer in it. I could possibly. Like, 
A lawyer, maybe an accountant, <laughs> a guy just kind of down there's, on his luck. There's no better lawyer yeah. actor oh, he's, than Bob Odenkirk. He's so perfect. I, I did, I ended up, I went with Kelsey Grammer. He was my okay, third. Okay, all right. Just because um, when, I, when I took a step back and I was thinking about the scene and, and I, I really kind of came to the same conclusions, like, okay, he, uh, there. He's not. I mean, the guy Barry Nelson that played him. I mean, like nobody's like, oh, Barry Nelson. Oh that my gosh, amazing. He was so great. So and many good all of movies. the other things other than The Shining that he did <laughs> that I saw. Um, but I was like, if you had a Kelsey Grammer, you could really have fun in that scene. It would be it'd be a fun Kelsey yeah. Grammer sighting. It would be like, okay, there there could be some real intensity to this conversation that would translate. That would really set the stage for a very eerie film. Mm. So I was like, okay. I was like, all right, Kelsey Grammer. I, I, I can I can do that. So now Dick Halloran. So now I'm I'm, I'm in now a little. A big time. I'm in a little deeper now because this is a meaningful character. Meaning, very meaningful character. Um, and there's um, the it's he's not in the movie a whole lot, but he's a very important part of the movie. Yeah. And the relationship with Danny, it's a very important relationship, and so. I was like, all right, how... Uh, yeah, he's like the first person to show the shine. Yeah. That he, you know, like, you're not crazy. There's other people like you. And he's uh, he's uh, he's a little bit, you know, one part guardian angel, one part Very teacher. Much so. Very much so. Yeah. So there's, there's, some, there's some complexity to his role. And I was like, all right. And it's a weird relationship, too, because he's like an elderly black yeah. man. And he's... Danny's this Danny's young a kid. He's white a kid. kid, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, but but they, it's but there's again like I like characters with warmth and yeah Scatman Crothers like is oozing warmth it, all throughout that movie this and this it was um, the the first first name I came up with was Ernie Hudson hmm. and I really liked Ernie Hudson he's around the same age yeah um, but it was it was one of those like even though I love Ernie Hudson and he's played some things it was like I I didn't I, I felt like there was a um, it wasn't really clicking for me. Um, Secret sauce isn't quite there. Huh? Yeah, Jeff Jeffrey Wright was the second name I came up with. Oh, um, oh yeah. okay. he's 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 got a little bit more of the quality because there's a mysteriousness mm-hmm. to Dick Halloran. Um, he's he's got a real pleasant. I think that was the thing is like Jeffrey Wright, you know, has that mysterious, but it's like ah, he's he can't really nail that um, that pleasantness in the same kind of way that yeah, I wanted pleasantness to. Pleasantness is not the thing I think of. No, he's, he's, I like him a lot. Yeah. He's a very thoughtful, very, uh, meticulous actor. And he, he always plays very intelligent characters. But I was like, I liked him, but it was like, eh, it's still not quite to where I wanted to. Yeah. And I ended, I ended on Forrest Whitaker and. Oh, that's a good choice. I, yeah. I was like, okay. Perfect. This there's, there's well done. something about, I was like, yes. it, when I, when I got to Forrest Whitaker, I was like, this feels right. Forrest Whitaker feels right in this role. Like <sighs> love Forrest Whitaker. He could, he, he would have this thing with Danny, but like he always, he yeah. has that, he plays, he can play real tough characters, mm-hmm. but then like just, I mean, with his emotional tone, facial expressions, yeah. everything, yeah. just turn it into like a really smiley, happy, pleasant kind of character. Yeah. I was like, okay. Oh yeah. I'm like, all right, this is my Dick Halloran. That's a good choice. That's that's spot on, dude. It's like, all right, Forrest spot Whitaker. Spot on. Ghost Dog. I got him in the movie. <laughs> Finally, uh, Ghost Dog. This this one this one was probably my toughest one. Um, Danny Torrance. Yeah, um, it's always tricky casting a child. Child. He's yeah. and, and you know it's even even when you go start searching, scanning the Disney Channel, I you guess. start searching for child actors. It's when I was like, 
even I mean, because the Danny Lloyd played him in the movie, uh, and he was seven when he played him. I think he was playing like he was supposed to be more like five or six. Uh-huh. Um, seven obviously is not a stretch to be like. Are you a six year old? No, Whoa, I'm seven. That kid is clearly not seven. <clears throat> um, so I was like, all right, the the uh, um, the two other kids that I came up with, Ian Armitage, he plays uh, young Sheldon. Okay. Um, wasn't he my forest, my young he forest? Was, he I was think? your young forest. Yeah. Um, and I was like, all right. The kid's going places. He's, he's, got, he's got some real things <laughs> going for him. He's getting called into the casting agencies a lot. <clears throat> you got to um, look, kid. He's, and I was like, I, I like, because um, he probably could pull it off, but I think at this stage of the game, he would seem like when you get like the, uh, like that opening scene when he's riding on the mm-hmm. uh, the big wheel through the um, – he would be too big for that kind of thing. Like really is, there, look. is there like any cooler shot? They invented a camera to do that shot. <laughs> really? I did not know that. The tracking camera? Like on that pole, you know? Oh. The steady cam. Nice. The steady cam was invented and uh uh Stanley Kubrick saw something in that steady cam. Uh he it it was just perfect. It was perfect for the shot. And thanks to that movie and that scene, like the steady cam became like a permanent fixture in like film. Well, there you go. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. The more you know. Ding, 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 ding. Um, my, uh, my other pick, uh, Jackson Robert Scott, he played Georgie in It. Okay. Um, but I ran into that same thing. I was like, okay, you <sighs> have that little kid feel, but yeah. I think really when I put it, I was like, he's because he's 11. Um, mm. and I'm like, I, I just think, I think especially like once you get past 10, I think you just look to, you start getting into that preteen look. And I was like, yeah. Danny's a little kid. It's a short um, window you have to work yeah. with. Um, so I, this one, this one's a little, little bit in the weeds. Um, uh, the kid's name is Diesel, uh, La Taroc- Taraka. Somebody um, named their child Diesel. His, uh, he's uh, that's I, awesome. It's got it's got. To, I, I may be pronouncing it incorrectly okay. because it's got the tilde over the e. Uh, so it's some. Okay. He. I, I watched the movie Little Monsters. Um, he's he's in kindergarten uh, in this movie because uh, there's a zombie outbreak, a zombie apocalypse, and um, the the one girl from uh, Us, um, uh, the Jordan Peele horror movie, the mom. I forget her name. Uh, I'm not even going to try because I, I think even <laughs> if I knew it, I couldn't say it right. Yeah. She plays their kindergarten teacher, um, and it's the movie takes place in Australia. And she's she's the teacher, and this kid, his uncle, um, is he comes along on the field trip. He's a total loser. Um, he's a douchebag. He's he's this guy who still thinks in his 30s that he's going to make it big as a rock star. Just kind of a he has the transformation from a hole to good guy by the end of the movie and they the him and and the the teacher that's, they kind of have a thing that's never a good thing <clears throat> but this kid i really loved this kid and i started thinking it was like this because I mean, he um there's there's a scene in the movie they're trapped at this um uh this uh like uh, petting zoo farm kind of place they go on a field trip and there's a military complex right next door and the zombie outbreak starts there so these kids are kind of trapped at this, at this little, uh, uh, they're trapped in the visitor center at this place. Josh Gad plays a child's entertainer kind of guy, and he's um, it's Josh re- Gad in a zombie movie. It's 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 actually a really entertaining movie. It's on Hulu. It sounds interesting. Yeah. It's it's on Hulu. I mean, it's what's not, it called again? Uh, little monsters. Yeah. But this kid. That's one, not the Fred Savage movie. No, right? just the same name. Yeah. <laughs> same name, different movie. When does Howie Mandel show up? Uh, he's washing his hands the whole time. Um, <laughs> ah, germaphobic. Uh, 
But uh, this kid, um, he he's he's got like at one point he he busts out of the visitor center to he puts on his Darth Vader mask, which is a, a callback to a scene earlier in the film, and he's just he's running as fast as he can, and he's not scared at all. He's just like he's this. I mean, just oddly confident, funny, quirky little kid. And I was like, "This is my Danny Torrance." Like, okay. no one, no one knows him, but this kid could really play this. He's he's been in a movie where he's like face to face with zombies, and he's not like freaking out. He's yeah. like he's scared, but you know, I was like, "Okay, this is my Danny Torrance." This- yeah, it's important because it, it is odd that that actor quit acting yes. basically right after that, right, right after that, and then just became an educator. He right? is a teacher in E Town. <laughs> I love that E Town, Kentucky. That's where he is. He's just a science teacher at a community college in Etown. You can uh, he, did have a, he did have a little bit of a, a, a what do you call it? Cameo. cameo. Yeah, I he like had a little that. cameo in, in uh, the Dr. Sleep. In Dr. Movie. Sleep. Yeah, he was, uh, I was like, oh, that's great. Good stuff. Fantastic. Good for you. Good for you, Danny Lloyd. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. I don't know that kid, but I mean, uh, based on your criteria, like, you know, his, his uh, resume. Uh, it sounds sounds. Positive. I think if you watch Little Monster, you'd be like, okay, this kid's this kid could. Totally I mean, you could tell right away if a kid's got any acting yeah. ability. I feel like I don't know how like sometimes like these kids are just clearly out of their league. It's like, how do you get past an agent? Like yeah, a casting. Like, what? like <laughs> who did this? <laughs> this is, who okayed this? Who shit the bed here? <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, no. Uh, so now I'm, I, I'm Wendy Torrance. Wendy. And um, I, I, I went, a, I went a little, di- I went a little different with this one. You'd have to almost, right? I, I went, I went a little different. I, I started, I started cause a lot of times I try to, um, sometimes I like to take some chances. Sometimes I like to, uh, you know, stay true to, you know, whatever the, the source material is. This one, I was, I was like, you know what? Um, I started thinking, I was like, I wasn't quite uh, my first two names, Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I enjoy her, Scarlet Witch. Uh, yeah. and she it was like, okay, she, I feel like she could do a Shelley Duvall. Uh, Imogen Poots, um, she was... Uh, she What's was her last name? Poots, P-O-O-T-S. <laughs> it's a great last name. Her whole name, Imogen. I don't know if it's Imogene or Imogen. Well, I just want to hear Zach Galifianakis say that name. Um, <laughs> she she was in the, uh, the Art of Self-Defense. She was actually, she was the I older sister. That. Um, that was the other movie I was supposed to bring you. I didn't bring you either one of them because of... <laughs> I didn't bring you either of the movies I was supposed to bring you, but now that we're talking about it, I just remember it was like that was the other movie I was going to bring. Fantastic! You. So now at least I remember the movie that I failed to bring you. Um, she, always next time. She was the older sister in Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Um, okay, she's she. I, I feel like that she could really channel that frantic aspect of uh, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah, of Shelley Duvall franticness. Um, but then I was sitting there, and I was just like. And I don't even remember exactly how it came to me, but I, I ended up I ended up with Zoe Kravitz, and mm. I was just like, you know what? Uh, I've I seen. You're going to say Zoe Deschanel there for a second. I I, I could have. <laughs> it could have gone that way. Could have gone that way. But I, I said a different last name. Yeah. Um, and so it's a different uh, person altogether. Um, <laughs> Based on Not all Zoe's are the same. Based on names and people. Okay. That's I, I different did, surname. I did. Okay. I went with a different person. Uh, whatever. Um, whatever. But, whatever. <laughs> Ruin it for me. <laughs> uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Um, Who is going to be Catwoman, right? Yes. Yeah, um, in, in the Batman movie. She she's she's been in a few things. Um, here I know and there. her from uh, uh, Fury Road. Yes. Yeah. Um, she uh, there because I was I started thinking like okay. If if I was going to update this, it's not you know it's one of those like I'm not going to do that. I'm I was not, not getting that. 
I'm not going to do the woke thing where it's like, oh, let's like, but I was like, I really think she's a very capable actress. And Don't make her, that, let's not make her meek. She's going to yeah, be a strong, like, powerful woman. She, yeah. it's, it's when I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to do this a little differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, all right, I, I like, um, I like her for it because she's playing off of, um, and so now I'm here at Jack Torrance, Jack Nicholson, hugely iconic role. You know, here's Johnny. I mean, that's a, mm. I, I'm, re, I'm replacing one of those Hallmark characters in, in his filmography and yeah. kind of, you know, kind of the, 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 where do you stand on Shelley Duvall? Like in that movie, like a lot of people hate her in that. <clears throat> I, um, knowing how much, uh, she was abused, abused. And I mean, like t- <laughs> tortured was the word that I had in my head. It's like, yeah, the way that okay. Stanley Kubrick tortured her and the yeah. way that, I mean, cause I know it was, I know it was tough on, um, Jack Nicholson, but it's like, I mean, they just verbally, uh, everything about it was just like, I mean, they tore her down and then let her go. It's like, here, let me just destroy you mentally and emotionally and then film it. In I mean in the fact that I mean like she's been in other things it's not like that was she was a one hit yeah. wonder with that but it's like yeah yeah I think that's where most people would know her from I don't think people are like oh yeah Shelley Duvall no, she, she is like the daughter of Robert Duvall right I think so okay. um, I think that's right I, uh, I, I I didn't mind her I don't mind her in that I think it's weird that I hear so many people hate her in that because I, I I grew up watching that movie thinking like she was very uh, she she was very accurately scared shitless in that movie <laughs> uh, that's that's i mean the the when convincingly when, when you think about okay 1980 and you think about the comparable horror movies you know um you don't have uh, in that um you know if you, if you think about jamie lee curtis like okay jamie lee curtis and halloween which came out in 78 uh, all if you're gonna have a female heroine in a horror movie it has to be like, oops, you're accidentally a hero. Mm-hmm. Oops, you you know you didn't somehow get murdered. Um, and she, because that was very much, it felt like, okay, you know, despite his best efforts, he somehow failed to kill her. Right. Um, I just want to bash your brains. Yeah, and I was like, there's, I mean, because there's, a, I was like, but it, it's, I think the thing is, I think what really did pay off from the abuse in that movie is the fact you really feel like she is genuinely terrified mm-hmm. in those scenes. It's like, she's not just screaming to scream. It's like, she feels like she's shaking and, and fra- I mean, yeah, her eyes, like those eyes of her. Oh my gosh. Bugging out. Uh, you know, I, it, it's, it's good. I, 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 think, it's I good. think she did a phenomenal job in that. Yeah, I'm sorry to sidetrack you there. No, I, was, no, no. I just want to get your, your take on that yeah. actually. No, because and and that was that was what I was like, you know, in in making a twenty nine. Because some of those things, sometimes I do this in a vacuum where it's like I'm just going to cast who I'm going to cast, and then I don't really care what you know the the mode of the day is as far as how culture feels towards stuff. But I was like, you know what? I started toying with it, and I, I the more that I I thought about, it, I was like, okay, I I like Zoe Kravitz for this because there's a part where it's like I feel like she could really channel some of that same. Kind now, of what terror. was the role that convinced you she was the choice? <clears throat> um. What's, you don't just pick people. What's like. What's funny is um, I think because um, it was not a very it wasn't a great movie, um, but uh, she was in the movie Girls Trip with uh, Scarlett Johansson, um, okay. uh, Kate McKinnon, and um, what's what's her name from Workaholics. Um, I forget her name now. No. She's in the Britney uh, runs a marathon movie. Okay. Um, 
but it was it was it was one of those it was kind of like a, a female hangover but zoe kravitz was in it okay um and oh and the, and the what's her face from uh, the tv show broads um i forget her name uh she's she's in it as well but zoe kravitz um i, I just was that the girl who was in that christmas movie the yes one was running yep. around like yep. kevin McAllister. yep and That's Hans her. Gruber and like, <laughs> exactly. I love her. Yeah, I can't think of her name. But she's really good. She she was Broad in, City, right? Not Broad, Broad City. Yeah, Broad yeah, City. Okay. I was thinking of uh, um, two white, white broads. Two white broads. Two white broads. <laughs> That's always a callback to two white broads. Just a couple of white broads. <laughs> That's a wonderful callback. <laughs> Uh, is there a more dismissive a word? <laughs> like broads. Just a couple of broads. <laughs> but we're a couple of white broads. We're a couple of white yeah, broads. So, you know, That's it's us. okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but she's she's I mean, she's got she's got that uh that Lenny Kravitz aura about her. And she's got a little I'm the same kind of look too. But yeah. she she's she's got she's got some range and she's got um I wouldn't what, mind going her way. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. I love the drummer in that video. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> we could even put a clip of that video right we here. Could. We could. I'm going to have that bouncing one. afro drumming away right now. You're looking at it if you're watching on YouTube. Yes, if you Check are. us out on YouTube. YouTube.com. I'm not watching it, but you are. <laughs> a little quick plug there to the YouTube channel. <clears throat> YouTube. Check it out. It's a great new website. It's it's going to catch on, I think. Yes. And you, it's Y-O-U, not just a capital U. Not, I had, yeah, people yeah. are going to make that mistake it's a lot, a I think. Different thing. Um, not like you, Paul. So Jack Torrance. Jack Torrance. Here we go. The piece de resistance. The reason I had you do the thing. Yes. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> okay. Let's um, do it. So I'm, uh, uh, I'm going to do this uh, similarly to America's Funniest Home Videos. Third, third place. Okay. Third place goes to. I like how you're treating this with the sensitivity and respect yes. that it deserves. Just call me Bob Saget. <laughs> All right, let's go, corny boy. Uh, Christian Bale, uh, mm-hmm. American Psycho. Uh, he yes, he totally, was in that totally, movie. totally could have pulled off uh, a Jack uh, Torrance, I think, because of his ability. Just, I mean, because he's a he's a uh, method actor. Absolutely, yeah. and he's—I mean, he—he's a total a-hole in real life, from everything that I know. But he's a really great actor from everything that he, from most of the stuff that he's done, and his commitment to a role. I, I want to see Ford versus Ferrari. I think it looks I do good too. in that. Looks good in that. Um, and so second place uh, goes to Tom Hardy. <laughs> Again, same uh, same kind of actor. I, right? I love I love me some Tom Hardy. Um, and he's a very capable guy. Um, and I, I think if you've ever seen, what was the one where he was in prison? Bronson? Yes. God, talk about a fort tour de force. And he, I think even, uh, I think both of them could do it, but I feel like, um, Tom Hardy really had, um, not as good as my number one choice, I think, but I think Tom Hardy has that ability to the, the physicality of his look. I can actually see him more than Christian Bale. Yeah. So, but he did come in. He's a runner up. He's runner runner okay. up, run up to one. So he wins the like what is it the two thousand dollar prize? I believe, I, believe that, I believe that's what it was. <laughs> okay. Um, so my my overall thanks pick, for playing Tom Hardy. You did a great job. You did. If you got hit the nuts a little harder, you would have taken home the gold. <laughs> you tried your best. Tried your best. <laughs> uh, 
this guy this guy's been one of my favorite actors since uh he came on the scene even as a kid actor okay uh jake gyllenhaal oh man i thought you were gonna say somebody else who who do you think i was gonna say I thought you were going to say Shia LaBeouf. Oh, he would be good. Uh, okay, okay. Jake he, Gyllenhaal, though. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal, um, after, uh, with uh, Night Watcher and... Uh, so, Night Watcher or Night Crawler? Night Crawler. Night yeah. Crawler. What is going on? You're, <laughs> I'm thinking what fishing. What the hell? I'm, th- I'm in a fishing... <laughs> I got Night Watcher. No, that's I not don't even correct you. You correct me. This is... We're in the it's bizarre messed up. World. Are you drinking over there? <laughs> No, I only take hard drugs. Okay. Um, <laughs> but Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal to me, I mean, like he's great. I, and when I thought about the chemistry between him and Zoe Kravitz, I was like, okay, I feel like that could really work well. You know, a marriage that's a little bit strained, you know, he's recovering, uh, he's a recovering alcoholic, you know, but for Jake Gyllenhaal, just a little bit of a push. And yep. you could see him fall down the rabbit hole into madness. And you're like, when I when I thought it, it was like, okay, I had. I, I like how diverse he's he, he he's picks fantastic. His roles. He can play like a loser, yeah, very convincingly. Even though he's got like everything in the world going for him, yeah. He, uh, but I, I I I I it's intriguing. I like that. I I, li- I like him for it. I think. Um, Is there a movie in mind that where he's most? Uh, unhinged uh where like you could he's kind of like on that edge a little bit is nightcrawler maybe like the the main one night nightcrawler to me represents the the his potential to go to a really dark place dark place um i i would say his his role in uh in zodiac which i know i talk about zodiac a lot, but it deserves as, it. As Robert Graysmith, he starts out as a really competent, straight laced, you know, Boy Scout of of a guy, um, and his whole world kind of devolves. I mean, he gets he gets divorced. I mean, he's playing an actual person, but the way that he plays right. Robert Graysmith, you know, he he ends up getting divorced again, obsessed with. You know, figuring out he slides that, into that he, role yeah, pretty well. He just, I mean, you know, it, when he's um, he shows up at Mark Ruffalo's house, banging on the door in the middle of the night in the pouring rain, and he's like, Shh, "It was Arthur Lee Allen," you know, and it's like, yeah, just kind of that frantic, like, "I figured it out." It's the that coupled with he could bug his eyes out really good yeah. too. Like I could oh, see him like really get worked up in uh, Nightcrawler, aka Night Watcher, um, <laughs> a movie that uh, I made up. Uh, that's the sequel. <laughs> the sequel to Nightcrawler. Night Watcher. Even more unsettling. Watches you at night. Um, that that to me is like, because he starts out nuts in that one. He's nuts the whole time in that. Yeah. But it's like, because of that, it's like, okay, when you get to Jack, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. It's like, <laughs> that's the Jack Torrance that, you know, yeah. running through the Overlook, scaring the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my... My treatment of the shining. I, I think you got you made some really good choices there. Uh, I I my favorite was the Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, is Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran. I, I think that's an inspired choice. I like that a lot. And the others were good too. Uh, they you, were okay. They were they were fine. Ghost Dog. <laughs> Way of the Samurai. Phenomenon. He, I like his simple characters. He's he great. A simple man. I'm a simple and you never man. totally know which way he's looking. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so this is the point of the podcast where I would start playing uh, the HBO feature presentation music. And you probably still can using technology. I can still technology. play that right now. Like I, I don't technology. I, I, I feel like I feel like in Chicken my head tonight? I can time it out. But no, our feature presentation. We're gonna start. We're gonna talk about uh, ten movies uh, that were released in the Thanksgiving Day weekend window. These are 10 great movies released in the Thanksgiving Day weekend window. And bef- but before we get into that... Um, a word from our sponsors. A word from our sponsors. Podcast water. Irish spring soap. <laughs> That's Old Spice. Uh, it's about the same. So you made the point, and it's a really good point. When After Halloween is over... And the first of November, people just kick right into Christmas, Christmas mode. It's Christmas time. And a lot of movies that are Thanksgiving movies really are just springboards for Christmas movies. Yes. <laughs> uh, many, many movies released during the, the Thanksgiving Day holiday it just are Christmas movies. I specifically stayed away from Christmas movies, Christmas-themed movies to save for our Christmas podcast. That's a good idea. I don't know if I showed the same restraint exactly. There's plenty. It's all right. It is interesting though, because like I'm, you know, I'm doing my research on movies that were released in Thanksgiving Day uh, weekend. I'm like, oh, there's lots to choose from for sure. It's a huge weekend. Yeah. Uh, but we thought it would be fun uh, to to you know let's celebrate some true Thanksgiving Day movies, and uh, you can you know list you can watch them yourself. You know, enjoy them over the Thanksgiving Day break. Room. This, this will be released close to Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, and these are just a couple movies that uh, we recommend you watch yes. to put you in the Thanksgiving Day spirit. Yeah. So um, just a couple apiece? Or? Yeah, I, I, have, I have a total of five. Oh, okay. Are... Oh, okay. Well, you, you can say all five if you want. I don't know if I'll be stepping on it. I'll probably step on your toes on these. Well, you, you go, I'll go, you go. And then okay. If, if I run out, then you can, you can tell me the All rest. right. Just in, I went in descending order. Um, okay. Because uh, I always like to build a little bit. So number five, I just went Paul Blart Mall Cop. It's a fun little. It's okay. centered around. I mean, it's Thanksgiving, Black Friday. It, yeah, and it's. I think it's one of those just fun. You could turn it on and enjoy it. That's that's there's, that's the beauty of that movie. Nothing. No, just I mean, turn it on. Enjoy. Turn on. Enjoy. <laughs> you don't got to think about a lot of stuff. Kevin James. You're not paying attention to story arcs. Or why there's a lot of X Games kids robbing a mall, but right. it's I just fun. it's funny. It's just an excuse to get Kevin James on a Segway. And fat guy on Segway. <laughs> that would be me on a Segway. That would be me too. I'm a fat guy, um, but uh, it, it's one. Of, I, one of the other things I like about it too is Thanksgiving time. A lot of people over, little kids present. It's, it's, it's appropriate. It's one of those movies you could yeah. turn on with with littler kids in the room, and you could enjoy it. The kids can enjoy it, and you don't you as an adult have, don't have to sit there watching a cartoon you don't want to watch, which is rare for me. But a lot of other adults don't necessarily like cartoons as much as I do. But it's one of those I'm like, okay, anybody What's wrong with you adults? Anybody could watch Paul Blart, and you could, you're gonna laugh. Yeah, maybe not a lot. But Get off your high horse and yeah. watch Paul Blart. What have you got against Kevin James? He's got a sweet diabetic girl. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so my first movie that I chose is very, very Thanksgiving-y. Uh, takes, I think, place on Thanksgiving Day, or just prior to Thanksgiving Day weekend. Uh, it's, it stars Ed O'Neill, and uh, he's not in a lot of movies. He's kind of just stuck in Merry with Children Land, but uh, Dutch. Ethan Embry, also. Ethan, Ethan Embry. Embry, yeah. He played the little kid. Isn't that wild? Yeah. He looks nothing like that no. in, as he did in that movie. 
That's a great movie. It, I, I really, really enjoy that movie. It's on my list. It's on your list? It is on my I list. I stepped on your toes this It's time. all right. It's I'm a fantastic movie. Uh, I think it's a Chris Columbus joint, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Um, and, you know, unfortunately for Ed O'Neill, it didn't, you know, like, it's like, oh, this is a Thanksgiving movie uh, written by Chris Columbus. This has got to be a great movie, like big success, right? I think it got panned quite a bit. It's a great movie, though. It, it's, it's fun. Really, it and it's like the spirit of Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. the movie starts out. Ethan Embry is this really spoiled, entitled brat, whose uh, mom is gonna is married to Shooter McGavin of all things. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, she's sending uh, his his dad. Uh, his, you know, kind of, uh, you know, they're not close. They're kind of estranged. You get the idea, like. Uh, but anyway, she sends him to pick him up from boarding school and bring him back home. So it's, it's a, it's a road trip movie. Yeah. And you know, they have lots of laughs and by the end of the movie, um, you know, the bratty kid, he's a, he, he's a good kid and you get the sense of like, he was always a good kid, but, um, I, I guess just like from the stresses of the divorce and, you know, he's not particularly proud. Like he, he values money a little too much. He's going to this expensive prep school or whatever. And, you know, uh, the Dutch is, like, working class, you know. Very blue-collar. He, he he owns his own business, but, you know, he's he's kind of, he's he's like Al Bundy. He's just a dude. He's just a dude. And he's kind of playing Al Bundy a bit. Not quite as bad, but, you know, just, he's you, he could be a shoe salesman. He could own his own business. You don't know. From could have been a him. high school football star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's some really fun scenes. Uh, I just really dig road trip movies in general. Uh, you know, where things don't go quite as planned, you know, like they're, they start out riding around in a car and next thing you know, they're like riding in a, uh, you know, the back of a pickup truck with a hog or something, you know, they, there's always got to be that scene. It almost reminds me of another Thanksgiving movie. I guarantee it's going to be on this list. Uh, what's your next movie? Uh, next Dutch. one. I love that. Check it out. If you've never even heard of it, check it out. It's really good. Dutch is great. I'm, I'm pulling out, uh. Uh, kind of, we, we kind of already brought him up once. It's just fortuitous. Mm. Uh, Son-in-law. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. Son-in-law. Uh, I think it's, it's on my list. Yep. It's one yeah, of the yeah. three movies I picked. Ah, you got me back. There we go. It's all right. Again, uh, takes place over, uh, Thanksgiving over holiday. Thanksgiving. Carlo Gugino of, uh, Gerald's Game fame. I, I really enjoy Encino Man, but this is, this is like Polly Shore's best movie. I really think. He's, he's very much a fish out of water. You know he's in everything. He's like in in as many in Encino Man. Even though he's What's a her car- name? Carla uh, Carla Gugino. I love her. Yeah, she's so cute. Of Gerald's Game Fame. <sighs> Too bad Bruce to Greenwood game. wasn't in this movie. <laughs> it's almost like they were meant to be. Um, and Trotter. Yes, he's in it. Um, there, uh, there's. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, you have Encino Man with uh, Pauly Shore. And Paulie Shore very much fits the you know early '90s California vibe. Oh yeah, he so is that guy. You take him out of that, um, and you put him in a farm setting, a <laughs> midwestern farm setting. Yeah. Total fish out of water, but it's you know it's great. Everybody's reluctant to accept him. Um, he's he he's like wait we we sent our little girl off to this college. She comes home. She totally different person. Here she's got this you know she's got the weasel you know. <laughs> With She's got her. a tattoo. He's like, know, oh my like, goodness, everything's changed. Right. You got, you got Tiffany Amber Thiessen 
Yeah, that's uh, right. Absolutely. Um, As in her like hotness, yeah. like total peak hotness. Yep. In this movie, but it's 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 one of those. I mean, just a great '90s throwback. But it's like a don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, movie exactly. Too. Like, it's like fish exactly. out of water. Don't judge a book by its yep. cover. Totally. You know that the the kid who uh, you know her dad really likes and favors is like a total jerk. Total douche. <laughs> And, and ends up trying to frame Polly Shore and yeah. like make him make everybody think that like he like uh, did basically like uh, uh, what do you call it um, rape? <laughs> he, he, he did rape. He did some rape. <laughs> What's the word? Rape. <laughs> it's a hard one. That's a hard one to get out there. It's, a, it's abrasive. But you know, like they drugged her or something. Yep. You know, like one of those deals. It's framed. Who framed Polly Shore? Uh, ooh, that's a that. They should make that they animated. Should. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah, it's it's totally cute. It, it's wholesome. It feels it. You know, friendly to kids. I assume. I, it's, I can't really it's think been, of It's been a minute that, since I watched it, so I can't. I can't. He was always sort of kid friendly, anyway. Uh, one of the things I find when I go back and I watch movies from the early to mid nineties, I'm like, wow, why did I watch this as a child? So date rape. That's like, the term I date was rape. Like completely blacking out on. <laughs> I, I like I like just as we're getting to the part like, this is a totally great movie for kids. Date rape. That's what it was. I was trying I was trying to think of date rape. Your kids are gonna love this movie. Your kids are gonna love it. That's great. Get the whole family. Get grandma. Bring her in from the kitchen. Grandma, come here. Sit down. Oh man. Date rape. I am that guy. I'm the guy you cannot bring around your family. <laughs> Get a few drinks with me. And date rape. Date rape. That's what I want to talk about. Oh <laughs> shit. So, I need to yeah. compose myself. Maybe after that one. maybe you want to show it to the kids. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you just want to watch it by yourself. But there is a date rape scene. There is. Well, insinuated. Uh, uh, yes. He didn't it's do not it. An actual date he didn't rape. do it. He's innocent. He was framed for date rape. Oh, good God. Okay. <clears throat> we have just described an episode of Dateline <laughs> in a funny way. Can we just talk about planes, trains, and automobiles real quick? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's just do that. Th- this is the king daddy of all. The quintessential. Yeah. God, man. I lo- we. I feel like we should do a whole episode just to planes, trains, <clears throat> and automobiles. I don't want to just harp on. It. I like these other movies are like, oh yeah, those movies are good. Those are- Planes, if you haven't seen planes, want. trains, and automobiles, what is wrong with you? First off, you need you, to stop. Have you ever doing. heard of the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't watched that movie, stop watching us right now. I go watch it. that movie oh, and then come back and finish this because you're just and, and have yourself a nice little cry. It's it's I mean it, it's the height of Steve Martin. It's the height of John Candy. It's um it's everything. It's the road movie. Yeah, the buddy. Like well, it's not a buddy road movie. It's like the two guys forced together have to make things work. This movie is why we have Tommy Boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or, or all other road or all movies yeah all other. This is why we have the movie Due Date with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Zach yeah, um, and um, Danny McBride. Yes. In a wheelchair. Yes. Thank you for your service. Thank you. <laughs> date rape. What? <laughs> we, a, we don't have to go over planes, trains, and automobiles. No. I mean, it's it's it it's a classic. It's, it's God. The, the part where Dale's like holding that like bear, like clutch, clutching oh. it at the end. I, it like I tear up every single time because then yet's the point where you realize that like his wife has actually been dead all the time, <clears> and <throat> you should appreciate your loved ones this time of year. Uh, so good, so damn good. That's what Thanksgiving's all about. That movie. Uh, you got any others? Um, Toss them out there. Home for the holidays. 
Jodie Foster directed it. Uh, Holly that. Hunter. Okay. It's I haven't watched it since like the nineties. I don't think maybe okay. early two thousand. But it's a it's one of those like ah oh, getting together with family at the holidays is oh, stressful. Man. But it's, we're all different. We got to yeah. we got to work it out. It's, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Um, oh okay. So there's there's a number of people you'll recognize. Hey, watch it. It's got Iron Man. Yeah. He might put on a suit. Yeah. He might not. Charles Durance. Hey, Charles Durance, you guys. Yeah. Yep. What more do you want? All those actors. Shout out to him, <laughs> even though he's he's dead. Podcast favorite, he's, Charles he, Durant. Yep, he's, yeah. he's dead. Shit. Well, at least he didn't commit suicide, did he? No, but Jonathan Brandis did, and Don't it's an it. epidemic. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. It's bad. Don't. It's not the way, kids. We are anti-suicide. Call somebody. Yes. We are for sure anti-suicide. 100%. Pro date rape, anti-suicide. Well, <laughs> may, uh, maybe, maybe not. Oh, oh. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Not in the way that you back. thought. It was a yeah. It was it was the inf- like didn't do it date rape. Yes, kind. the like, we're we're pro accused of date rape didn't actually do. Yes. It. Okay. That's the way that we. Well, I'm gonna tap dance my way out of that one right there. <laughs> and and save me. What's you got any others? Uh, the <laughs> Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. It's not on here, but I'm. Oh, is that a movie? There's a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special. Oh, okay, cool, cool. It's it's uh, oh, everybody gosh, loves Charlie the, Brown. Everybody loves the Christmas one because the Christmas one's I think the favorite of the holidays specials. Gotta watch it or it's not Christmas. The Great Pumpkin gets a lot of play. Gotta watch um, it. It can't be Halloween. And so they got one kind of tucked in between their little holiday Thanksgiving special. I for love the, the feast that they put together for Thanksgiving. It's like just toast. Yeah. And like popcorn. Yep. It's just this crazy. Like what, this is not Thanksgiving. What this is? Could this be any more like? A kid's version of like, Thanksgiving dinner. Where are the parents? <laughs> where are the vegetables? Where are any of the adults for these children? My goodness. I love Charlie Brown. Yes, Charlie Brown is iconic. <sighs> but, yeah, okay, so, so on to the actual feature, the presentation. feature presentation. So like, that was kind of like you know, hitching a ride. It was crashing the feature ride, presentation. Ride, ride, hitching a ride. <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so... Wait a second. I accidentally clicked off my notes. So you, you have to go first this time. Okay. Top five Thanksgiving weekend releases. Oh, yours actually ranked? I didn't rank mine. I should, I, should I have? I don't. No. These are just, yeah. I was just, I was sitting there when, I, when I'm doing it. You can't help but rank shit so all the time. I'm, I'm just kind of meticulous like that. So I'm, you know. You know, when I first started doing like BitGeek podcasts, we wanted to rank everything, but then you slowly realize like, I want to revisit this topic sometime. Yeah. Maybe I should stop ranking everything. I should these, just say, these are 10 things we these like. These are this installment's top five. <laughs> here are the, here are the things we like. I might change my mind later. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Just a tip out there, kids, thinking about just doing a podcast. Tip. Stop ranking everything. Yep. I mean, it's fun to rank things from time to time. If you're sure. You don't have it. to rank everything. It it's doesn't not, have to be. It's not necessary. That's not a, not a prerequisite. You could be in the mood for 10 other things. Maybe you want some other different stuff. You don't if you've ranked it, you're kind of painting yourself into a corner. You really are. So the first, <clears throat> the first um, <laughs> of, and I want I I will throw a disclaimer out here. I really when I, and when I was I was look because uh, I think all of mine I got off of uh, Box Office Mojo. I was, I love, yeah, it's a good site. I was I was looking because I, I really. Uh, I really kind of wanted the integrity of like this came out Thanksgiving weekend because yep. there's a lot of stuff. Um, when I was looking at it, there's a lot of stuff. It was like, oh, this came out the beginning of November. 
it just really did well during the Thanksgiving weekend. True, and it, that doesn't take away from it. I just no. I liked. I mean, I like to kind of work and, within and some parameters. And back in the day, movies would hang around in theaters yes. for some time, so that that's okay. So yeah, and a lot of times, like movies open around Thanksgiving that are obviously Christmas movies, yes. because they know they'll hang around for a while. They will stick around in theaters. So, so you know, if you pick a movie early November, that's totally that's fine. That's I think fine. one of my, one of mine is mid November. I think it was the week before Thanksgiving. Okay, um, but the rest of them I really tried to maintain some kind of integrity of like this came out like the week of Thanksgiving. Integrity? Integrity Farms. <laughs> Try a little integrity. <laughs> Randy. Uh, Randy, Randy Marsh. Marsh. What, a, what a great American man. He is. He's a hero. I wish he weren't a cartoon. He lives in all of our hearts. <laughs> exactly. You just didn't know it. And I, I tried to pick movies that I actually remember going to see in theaters, too. That was like a thing for me. I... I I wanted to. Uh, I, I like picking movies that I it had an experience with personally, and and you know if you know it comes out on video, that's you know that that still counts because yes. it's, even though it's probably summertime by the time you're watching it on video, uh, it, a lot of these movies like I I still think to them of this day as Thanksgiving movies because like I did go see them around that time. So that's just one <clears> of the <throat> little things that I also did put in place for myself. Very nice, nicely Thank done. You. Um, I like to be thorough. You are thorough. No, I, I didn't. I didn't see all of these in theaters. That's okay. I didn't um, need to poo poo your choices. If it's all right, yes. my choices sometimes are poo poo. <laughs> sometimes it's just fun to say poo poo. It is poots. Poots. <laughs> so my my first selection unranked wasn't formerly number five. Okay. It was just unranked. Just unranked. Just throwing it out there. Five I enjoy. Five I enjoy. Uh, this one. Uh, um. Came out uh, November twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three. You want any guess? Want to take a guess at all? Adam's Family Values. Uh, no, it's close. Okay, close. Okay. Um, that that both of those movies were were big big hits at Thanksgiving time in mm-hmm. the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, one of one of my favorite. I think he really is one of my favorite actors of all time, just because he could do so many different things. And this is, I think it's just one of his most iconic roles from the nineties. Um, Robin Williams is Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, damn you. <laughs> yeah. I got that, that means right I here. sunk your battleship. You did. <clears throat> you damn sunk it. my battleship. <laughs> Best three out of seven. <laughs> three out damn of- straight. Yeah. Damn straight. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. I I absolutely agree. Thankfully, I have several alternates. I, I, I have, had, I've had I, some alternates as it well. It didn't. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that we're gonna have some overlap on I this have, one. I have three honorable mentions, so I have I have some wiggle room. And Mrs. Daffire's so good, <sighs> so good. It's there's so many, I and mean, not really Thanksgiving related what at all. No, but it's it's a it's a family comedy. It's a great. I mean, like the emotions in that movie are so great because it's, I mean, everybody remembers, I mean, like, I think just about everybody has at least one or two Mrs. Doubtfire lines that they could quote. Oh, I do the hello. Yes. Like, it was written by fruiting. Every day. Oh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when just, I take a shit. Hello. <laughs> that, that is a wonderful daily routine. I just stick my, toilet, my face down in the toilet. Hello. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a really, it's like a fun Kramer versus Kramer kind of, yeah. you know, because it it's, really it's, is. It's like really serious. As, it's, I mean, there's some really emotional moments in that movie a that family are just that really loved each other a lot yes. once. And they're, uh, I don't know if I, I just saw it recently. I don't, I don't know that it was, 
included if it was included in a DVD, I didn't watch it previously. Okay. But there there was I, I watched a scene, I think it was deleted because I didn't remember it from the original one. Um where uh it was uh, the um the older daughter um i mean just absolutely the um sally field and robin williams are in the middle of a fight mm -hmm. and she just destroys them and you i was sitting there I was like i'm watching this i'm like i'm getting emotional watching yeah. this clip this deleted yeah. scene it was like the, i mean it was just i mean there was so much about that movie it was i mean there were so many funny parts and so many memorable parts but it is it's just like it's a you know it's a family you know finding their way together and i think that's what made cuz there's so many of those movies i mean the thanksgiving time you know family all of that there's a lot of that pressure and i think a lot of people i mean that's why it's that joke it's like you feel that pressure like oh we got to be the perfect family it's like mm. there's no such thing yeah. Everybody's got everybody's got stuff. Everybody's got baggage. As like it was just nice, you know. And you I watch. like it because like neither the movie doesn't attempt to paint either person to be a villain. No, you know they they just they they grew. It's what happens sometimes. Yeah. Like you just become different people. Exactly. And you're you're not bad, and you're not bad. Uh, but you know you have these kids. Yeah. Who are like collateral damage. And, uh, you know, they both want what's best for the kids. And uh, I, I, I think that has such a great ending. You yeah. Know, very, I mean, I don't want to say realistic because, like, it's not very realistic. But it, it, as far as the compromise goes, it's like, yeah. you know, like, I'll, you know, like, you, okay, let's, let's put all this shit behind us. You know, like, we said some things. We did some things. You know, you clear like you're you're good for these kids. You you can you can take them. You know? We love our kids, and yeah. that's and that's what it's all about. They don't like, get back together. No, they they but they they find a you know they find a way to still it has be a, a happy family. ending because Robin Williams, as he said in that impassioned speech in in the court, yes. it's like I need my kids. You know, exactly, like, I need them like I need oxygen. You yeah, know? like and that's one of and his. I love that. Yeah, he, it's, it's just such a great speech. Such a good. I might have to watch that movie tonight. I love Robin Williams too. Man, he's a fantastic he's man. It's tragedy. What happened with that guy? That's still that one, that, that's the it's a fresh wound. That's still. the one. The one celebrity death because you know I always say that celebrity deaths like you hear about it on the news. You're like, oh wow, please not this person. And you're like and, him. It was like oh, and then, and just to I, I still maintain is like it, it really bums me out to know how sad he was inside and how yeah. alone he felt. I'm like you're yeah. such an awesome guy. You make so many people happy. Oh, that just kills me. It happens. <sighs> All right, so uh, All right. great first pick. Um, so for my first movie, I'm gonna go a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick something a little bit different, I think. But I it's it's a movie that I have a very strong uh, Thanksgiving Day vibe from, and it's the Ryan Reynolds comedy Just Friends. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Smoking the Bandit. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, Just Friends. I, I went to see this yes. uh, on Thanksgiving Day weekend. It came out on. November twenty third, two thousand two thousand five, and uh, it it is one of the if we ever did an episode for underrated comedies, it would definitely come up with like it's it's right up there oh, yeah. with Hot Rod. You know, it's so good. Dusty Dinkelman, Dinkelman, and the kid who plays his younger brother. Oh my gosh, he was fantastic. I, I don't think he's ever had better chemistry with anybody. Like they're so good together. I think the only other time I really remember being him being in anything was the Girl Next Door with. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emile yeah. Hirsch or whatever. Yeah, and Alicia Cuthbert. Mm, it's tasty. She was a tasty little treat back then. Well, <laughs> 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 go listen to Ron get inappropriate. <laughs> she was a tasty little treat. Do you think somewhere like thousands of miles away, uh, Alicia Cuthbert just went? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Oh God, I just felt this. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, I feel dirty. She's not going to listen to any more of our podcasts now. <laughs> I hope not. We just lost a you. You love me, Alicia. We you lost know one did. of our viewers. Damn it. Damn it. How oh, open my big dumb fat mouth, son of a beast. No, but just friends. It's it's really cute. It's got Julia. Was it Hag- Haggerty? Uh, Julia Haggerty is mom. Great, great performance from her. You know, like and it, it's again, it's kind of like the fish out of water, but not. But only because he's changed so much. Like that's you know, he he ran who's, away. Who's changed? Who changed? Ryan Reynolds. Changed. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's so good as like the fat guy early on. I know it's not woke to to make fun of people's weight. Fat shaming. It is I fat can't. shaming, I guess. But uh, you know, but it's Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he. he I swear. Nobody teases him because he's fat in the movie. No. He's they, just a loser, whether he's skinny or fat. Yeah, you know, like it, it's just it's, but it's it's extra humorous, I guess, because he is he's so hunky and cut. In lean in real life, you know, it's yes. it's just to juxtapose against his ordinary normal appearance. It's funny to see him like live life as like somebody like me. He's the he's. <laughs> I think he might be the greatest human that ever was. He's he's a great human. He's got he's some pretty, competition with like the likes of Tom Hanks and such, but I don't know. Uh, and Polly Shore. I think he makes Tom Hanks look like a meth user. <laughs> like like a like a person who would who would suck the steam from a young boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's about as low as you can get in my book pretty much hmm. um but yeah dusty dinkle played by uh chris chris, e- chris, klein. chris klein thank you I almost said chris evans um now i'm back on track you are you're back on track baby i'm the, back baby things are oh god things are normal again i took the pressure off your shoulders you don't have to remember <laughs> now that's all on oh all and on like me. white machete and i were like sitting here like we're equally like uh and you're like playing Night a game. Watcher. It's oh. like you're playing a game. That's it was fun for you, I'm sure. It was. Like, bam, bam, bam. Dean Stockwell. <laughs> it's already played Ziggy. No, no, Ziggy was like the device. Ziggy was it? the yeah, he was a he was a futuristic being. Right, right. Dean Stockwell was just a hologram, of, just a hologram. Of, of his buddy. Like would let him know where he's jumped to and yeah, what he needs had, to happen. He had his uh, brightly colored calculator that and his cigar that he would oh, Ziggy says Stop smoking That's weed. That's great acting because, you know, like there's, there's not shit for him to work with. No, there. he's like, I'm just, this is a, a calculator. I'm just hitting numbers. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. <laughs> oh, no. This supposedly, looks like... supposedly you're in like the 18th century. and You're he... a monkey. <laughs> that was an actual episode. He was a monkey. And it's fantastic. There, and there was one. I will, I will say there's, there was one where he was mentally handicapped and they did call him retarded. He's like, I'm retarded. Can't say that now. You can't, can't say that now. You can't say that. But they did that on Quantum Leap. Yeah, you, know, you know, like when you go to see a movie in theaters and like it's such a good time, everybody's laughing hard at all of the funny scenes that are people are supposed to laugh hard at. You know, like I think of movies like um, The First American Pie and I think of, uh, you know, something about Mary. Uh, believe it or not, The Water Boy. You know, like they're movies that I've seen, seen in a packed theater that everybody's just laughing so hard and your stomach hurts. Like this, this is one of those movies for me. Uh, it, 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 like Ryan Reynolds wasn't Ryan Reynolds of today. No, it, but in 2005, nobody really cared about mm, Ryan Reynolds. Not really. He was the Van Wilder guy still, really. Yeah. Um, and, and two guys and a girl. And a pizza place. And don't forget that pizza place. Um, the pizza place was still in season two. They were still the guy <laughs> that ran the, the pizza place. The guy out that the ran the pizza place was, <clears throat> was gone. Yeah. But the pizza place was still there. <clears throat> still what was, a wonderful show. Still was happening. I love that show. 
Uh, but the the pacing of that movie is just frantically non like it's nonstop. Anna Faris is the was, best thing she's ever Anna done. Anna Faris is it's the best thing she's ever done. Yeah, I, I think it might be like one of the first. I might have seen her in something else before that, but did Scary Movie? Scary Movie came out. Yes, before this. yeah, yeah, that's true. But this is it's still her. I mean, her role in Scary Movie, even Scary Movie Two, way and Scary Movie Three, way different than this one. Every movie, like I see Anna Faris, I'm like optimistic, like oh she's so funny, but she's never lived up to that performance. Then you watch her, like oh that's right, no she's not. She she has roles um, that she's done. This is this is I would say her definitive role. Oh yeah, she plays this psychotic musician basically who he's a pub like Ryan Reynolds is this hotshot publicist. Yeah, and she's she's hot for him. And you know he's he's like not giving her the attention she's used to getting, so just she's even hotter for him, and she's just so inappropriate, even more desirable. Yeah, Reynolds. can't can't have that 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 fruit uh, that that what does he call it? It's, that forbidden fruit. <laughs> he's a tasty bite. <clears throat> he's a tasty piece. That Ryan Reynolds, it's a tasty piece, <clears throat> just like Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, and somewhere thousands of miles away, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, what the. Both of them. It's like, yeah. what? Someone you know, closed Ryan, the window. Ryan would be into it. Oh, yeah. He's he a nice guy. He would, He's great. He would, not, he, would not, he would go along to not hurt my feelings. He was just at a fundraiser for the uh, uh, Parkinson's Foundation that uh, uh, Michael Parkinson's. J. Fox has. He was just there. Oh, the wow. Night. No shit. Yeah, just there. What a guy. He's a great man. I, I do enjoy him quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> and let's, But, you know, there's, there's just a, there's a rhythm to that movie. <clears throat> and... Sometimes, occasionally, not very often, you'll get a movie where just every single performance in the movie is like in this perfect rhythm. Everybody's on the same page. And uh, I, I just, it's so funny. And I, I'm willing to bet a lot of people listening or watching or whatever just probably not seen it. You know, it's, 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 it's not, it's not one of those movies that's, uh, that's widely known, I don't think. I it mean, looks kind of shitty. Like if you look at it surface level, it's, you know, I, I probably went into it thinking it was like I, I know I knew Ryan Reynolds' reputation a little bit going into yeah. this, but it it could very easily have been cheesy. It, yeah, it could you have know, been. Uh, you know, like there's a girl. It's like Amy uh, Smart. Amy Smart. And you know, like it's it, it's just like romantic comedy. Like you know, he's he's you know, I could easily see this is this is Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Well, and she really I mean, she was of. she wasn't totally a household name either. I mean, you knew not her, really. You knew her from uh, Road Trip. Yeah, but that oh, was real. Yeah. I mean, that was she was just like she was the chick in Road Trip. I mean, yeah. she didn't have any kind of reputation yet at that right, point right. for being she's any kind of a, anything. She's just a pretty yeah. girl who, you know, who's in comedies and she's and I, up for comedic roles. Brecken Meyer is no Ryan Reynolds. I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, Brecken. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's sorry, sorry, Brecken. No, love Jane Garfield though. Great. <laughs> John Arbuckle is the height of what. Do you, you have any regrets? None. Garfield, maybe? <laughs> None. No regrets. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's that's my first pick. All right. Puts me in the mood for Thanksgiving. And then there's ice skating, and it's just lots of fun. Yes. It's lots of fun. Tinkleman. Very festive. Tinkleman. Very festive. <laughs> um, all right, let's see. I'm a, I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump around a little bit too here. I'm gonna jump because that was that was on my list. Aha. Uh, uh, oddly enough, a Ryan tit, Reynolds movie. Tit for tat. A, a Ryan Reynolds movie that came out. Thanksgiving weekend in a podcast we're doing about movies that come out on Thanksgiving was on my list. That's so crazy. Get um, out of town. So crazy. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, this one. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to uh, this is one that was the week before Thanksgiving, 2001. Okay, this came out November 16th, 2001. Um, and this it was a Warner Brothers film. Uh, it was, uh, it was, and they had several other iterations that came out around the same time every year. I'm, I'm okay. I think you're, I think you're probably picking up on <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you now. But this is, this is the one that started the franchise. The this yeah. was, this was the magic. This is where the magic really started. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Or the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone if you don't <laughs> live in America. Right, right. Um, well, it was very confusing to me when I went to buy that DVD you're like, wait, later. Which stone like, do I want? A bootleg or something? <laughs> is this part of the Infinity Saga? What? Uh, there's now, I'm going gonna, gonna to out myself and admit something here. Like I was resistant to Harry Potter for it's a number right. of years. But he got you eventually. He got me eventually. Daniel pulled you in. <laughs> I, think, I think somewhere around... Um, uh, what's, what's the first one they split into two movies? Uh, well, the Deathly, uh, Deathly Hallows... Or, well, Order of the Phoenix, I think, was just one movie. Order of the Phoenix is one movie. Yeah, I think that's the first time I got pulled into it, and it was at that time and I was like, "Holy shit, this is all this is really fun." Then I went and like read all the books and got ahead, you know, like I caught up. Yes. And uh, by the time like Deathly Hallows came out, I was like, "Harry Potter." Yes, you're fuck right you. there. Well, because um, <laughs> I <laughs> he was there. There were, there were a <laughs> number of I was there talking about date rape. <laughs> there was a there was a lot of kids there, and just hearing him chant that with Every all of the fuck yeah. all of the children in the theater was a little little unnerving. I uh, there were you several can't take parents, me anywhere, man. several parents just kind of glaring. They did ask me to leave. Like, sir, <laughs> you're not allowed an open container in here. Um, you're gonna have to dump that out. Oh, but they're that good, man. They oh. make you want to get thrown out of a Harry Potter movie. The, what I what I loved about it is it when the first movie came out, I mean, the, there was enough phenomenon there, obviously, to make a movie out of it. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think the first three books were already out at, by the time the first movie came out. I hadn't read any of them. Yeah. And what I actually really enjoy about the movie, because I did the same thing. I went and saw the movie. Was Chris then, Columbus the director? Chris of, Columbus, he directed yeah, the first directed two. the first two. Yeah. Alfonso Cuaron directed the third one, and that's when they – that one's my favorite. Uh, the um, – Order uh, no the the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's that good that one. one was my favorite, and it was the tone shift dramatically. It, it shifted point. significantly, yeah. um, but it was. I mean, the first one. I mean, you got you got these you got these kids. They're all just a bunch of cute little British kids showing up at this at this castle. There's magic. There's all kinds of stuff going on. You're learning this whole world, and you just fall into it and yeah. every twist and every turn you're just like i love this yeah. i love everything about this uh, yeah i was like there's no part of this where i'm like eh, they should call that whimsy the movie oh my gosh it was <laughs> starring cute british children and it, i mean it was everything <laughs> I mean, like the i mean the music just i mean yeah. everything about it just made you like yeah. this is magical and it was it was so great. Uh, after after I saw it, I went. I, I it just devoured the books. Sure. Yeah, and it, what what I loved about it was, I I, I can't I, I can't go back and have the perspective of I've read the books and I've created this world in my mind and now I'm looking at it, to where oh this was kind of disappointing because this is how I had it in my head. You know, one of those things where people was like, oh the book was so much better than the movie. But I'm like, in, I think Harry Potter to me is one of those instances where it's like I think the movies and the books 
are totally on par. Like yeah. everything that I, you see. I, I 100% agree with you. Everything you see in the movie, I think, is probably one of the closest adaptations of how you would envision it in the books. I've like, never encountered anyone who just was like, ah, the, they fucking ruined it. Harry Potter. The, all the, the books just enhance everything you love about the movies. Yeah. And for me, like I saw like the movie first. So like I had that benefit of already having the children's in, in, in my brain. Yeah. As you're reading through the books, like I had that. Exactly. Luxury. I didn't have to look at just the pictures or whatever, you know, like the kids had. So, you know, like that was neat. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, I mean, those movies, I, I can't wait to show those to my kids. You know, those, those are movies that like, you know, I, it's going to be a future Rad Dad. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely. Uh, we we have the books, you know. Like I, I started, I, I I jumped the gun a little bit and tried to read to one of them, and they were just like, not really. This is too much to 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 take in. You know? There's an eagerness to want to share it with your kids, but you got to hit yeah, them at just you gotta the be, right. You got to be careful not to turn them off either. So I'm saving the movies for just yeah. a little while longer. And you know, I got them all, man. I got the whole like thing on Blu-ray, high definition. Standard definition sucks. I have them all on uh, VHS. Of course you do. That's, <laughs> and I, you still watch them that I way. Prefer, probably do, yeah. um, you I prefer. You cart out the old CRT. I have television. a projector, an actual like <laughs> that you real, crank. It's a reel to reel. <laughs> that yeah. I would actually would love to watch a movie like that. Just it like projected against the wall would be pretty great. It's good stuff. I uh, I watched a lot of old Disney <clears throat> movies in school that way. Anyway, nothing wrong with it. So the first Harry Potter movie. First Harry Potter, and, and you know, and it was it was great because they did they became a hallmark of the next one would come. We should out. do a Harry Potter episode. I'm totally down with that. Okay, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, what house are you? Uh, I'm I'm a Gryffindor. Of course, I'm everybody's Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Uh, you know, like it's uh, they had like the Sorting Hat at target and you know, they were having this big celebration of Harry Potter for whatever reason, there wasn't any new Harry Potter stuff out at the time. And they were putting the hat on and like telling the kids what house they were in. Like Logan got Slytherin. He hasn't even seen any of the Harry, but he knows that Slytherin is the bad guys. It's got that sound. It's just like Slytherin. Slytherin. It's how, it's how Alicia Cuthbert felt when I said that thing that I said, (laughs) she's a tasty bite. A lot of words you could say for crying out loud. Tasty bite. That Veronica Vaughn. Is one piece of ace. (laughs) I should know. Me and her got it on. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. (laughs) Well, a guy, no. (laughs) You didn't. All right. um, So for my number two. Number two. Number two. um, So this, you know, again, well, not again, because my first one was like, you know, Thanksgiving-ish. This one really isn't at all. But... It's from 1989. It's one of my first, like, real big movie-going experiences that I, you know, was looking forward to a great deal. And, uh, you know, like, I I knew it was on the horizon. It's a movie that people have been excited about for some time, ever since people knew that it was coming out. came out in, uh, on November 22nd, 1989, and it's the follow-up to the immensely, like, in my mind, a perfect movie, Back to the Future. Back to the Future 2 came out right around Thanksgiving. And I went to see it in theaters and was just, I fell in love with that movie, man. I still love it to this day. It was a great flick. To me, it's still like the vision of the future. Everybody holds that like movie up to like, what what happened in that movie do we now have? You know, like you see those like articles all the time. Uh, It's the hoverboard, you know? I still think it's a crime that people like sell 
you know, I don't know what the hell, like, like roller skates, like, together. You know, like, what the hell that is. It's not a hoverboard. No. Quit. Quit it. Stop it. No. <laughs> Quit calling that a hoverboard. Uh, you had the the self-lacing shoes, the coat that dried out, Cafe 80s, like, I mean, all that shit. The, the Jaws 3D, like, or whatever it was. It was like the Jaws Rainbow like 30. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I adore that movie. The and Cubs I, won the World Series. The Cubs, in fact, they beat the they beat Miami. They, <laughs> they did. They uh, beat the Indians in real life in 2016. Anyway, tasty bites. Tasty bites. <laughs> it's a tasty date. Rate. Little bits. <laughs> little bits. Hey, you little son of a bitch. Um, <sighs> I mean, what can I say about Back to the Future too? Uh, First on screen role for uh, Elijah Wood. I didn't know that. Yep, first what, on screen. What, who, what was he? He when he goes into Cafe Eighties and he plays the. Um, See the uh, kids like you don't even have to use your hands. Yeah, he's, no shit. He's got a little green colander yeah. on his head. Brad. You had Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers was in that film. Yep. Well, he was in the first one too, wasn't he? Was he? I think so. I don't remember. Like he the first and uh, let's see, it was Flea and uh, wasn't. Did he hang out with Biff Tannen? Yeah. I don't think I really. Yeah, he was, he was in his crew. That. He was in his crew. I just remember and who else was I thinking? There was like one other guy who wasn't he Billy Zane? Was Billy Zane one of the crew? He may have been. That sounds kind of right, actually. Yeah. Thinking about it. Well, that's a heck of a crew right there. That's Biff, one heck of a Biff crew. Tannen, Billy Zane, and Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I kind of want to hang out with that crew. You know what? I think if you hung out with that crew today, you'd find Biff Tannen to be the tamest of all three. We're like, whoa, these other two guys, Billy Zane. I don't even know what he's on right now, but he's high as a as a kite. I think Back to the Future Two has got to be one of the greatest examples of like time travel like it they they explain time travel in like such a way it's like it's almost like what everybody considers time travel logic now you know don't go into the pit you like don't don't let your you know other people see you and and like this like the butterfly effect is real well, it was the joke in endgame yeah like, yeah yeah exactly don't tell me that your premise for time travel is based on a movie <laughs> No. Well, everybody's no running, is, right? no running into your your yourself. Right, no right. betting on sport events, sporting right. events. Oh, the the sports almanac. Sports almanac. That that book, man. Oh, that's like a fantasy, you know. To be able to, to have that drop into your hands. Uh, I I really it's one of the first instances of a movie where I can remember like actors playing multiple versions of themselves. Yep. Um, it was before the clumps. Yeah, but after coming to America. But but before the clumps. <laughs> After coming to America. <laughs> Before the clumps. <laughs> Come on, man. That's the scene where they were all farting around the table. That was a that was beautiful. The clumps. <laughs> well no, that, it, that the clumps was the, the clumps, was that a movie? It was the sequel. Damn it. It was I don't even think I've seen that. I avoided it. Yeah, you did. You I saw was it. Smart. Even if you didn't see it, <laughs> oh, you saw it. Maybe I did. Maybe I just I'm scrubbing it from my brain. Um but yeah, it's this is kind of like planes, trains, and automobiles. Like I am a geek on, and I I, I co-host a geek podcast, and I also co-host a movie, a movie, a podcast. So like, uh, yeah, and I've got DeLoreans and shit back here, and I've got Back to the Future posters. It's prominently featured, highly, highly regarded. All of the movies, even big the third fans. one, big, big, big fan fans. of all of those movies. Uh, shit, man, we could do like a whole tribute episode. Will, will we ever see a fourth one? Just. Yes, no. What do you, what do you no. think? No. You don't think so? No. I don't even think they can nowadays. Uh, I think there there was like brief, br- a brief holding out a hope. A window the, the window closed in 2015, I think, once you saw just how, because um, you know, like it was like the Back to the Future day. Yep. It was the day that, every, you know, like that they came into the future and Back to the Future too. Yep. And uh, so, so um, Michael J. Fox and... Um, uh, Christopher Lloyd were doing all the talk shows and stuff. 
And they, they both just seem so like out of touch, like out of practice. Like Christopher Lloyd's pretty elderly now. Michael J. Fox, like I give him all the credit in the world. He's a fighter, you know, he, he's still acting when he can. And, you know, hell, he got up on a Coldplay concert in front of thousands of people and did Johnny be good. Yeah. So, but I, I just don't think realistically you can. Now, will they reboot it sometime? Maybe. Nowadays, like nothing's sacred. Yeah, Everything not. can get rebooted. Uh, with like some f- like fucking Ford Fusion as like the new yeah. DeLorean or something. <laughs> Whatever. No. Or 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 it'd be a Tesla nowadays, let's be honest. A Toyota Yaris. Let's be Toyota Yaris. So, anyways, uh, not not necessarily what you think of as a Thanksgiving movie, but it was released Great during flick, the Thanksgiving Great Day flick. holiday. Thank you. Um, I, just as a, as a closing note on that, I, I was watching John a, a snippet from a John Mulaney um, comedy special he did, where he talks about the first Back to the Future, mm-hmm. and just made the note about how entertaining it is to think about them pitching that movie. Like we all hold it. He's like, you watch and you're like, I love this movie. It's iconic, one of one of the you know formative movies of my youth. Those kinds of things. Sure. Where you're like, when you think about the pitch of it, like with them not knowing, I was like, yes, yes, it's a it's a we we have a high schooler. Um, he's, he's a bit of a slacker, kind of lazy, but he, you know, he's, he's comedic and everyone will identify him. Everyone will love him. And he's got a best friend who's a disgraced nuclear physicist. (laughs) They're best friends. Well, is that another student? No, no. It's an elderly man that he's best friends with. You're like, what? What? But here it is. And we have it and we love it. And it's one of the greatest trilogies I think of all time. It, it really is. It really it's, is. It's a tight trilogy. They don't. It, they don't need to mess with it. Nope. Uh, the cartoon was cute too. Like if you yep. just like craving more Back to the Future, go check out the cartoon. If you buy the set, the black, the you Back to the Future cartoon. set, you get all the cartoons. You get it all. And cheap too. Like I see it like dirt cheap yeah, all the time. Tasty bits. It's right. <laughs> <laughs> a tasty piece that Black Back to the Future. I d- <laughs> see what I did there. I would. I took tasty piece and, and little bits. T- tasty little bits. Tasty bits. Tasty I'm going to get a t-shirt print that says Tasty Piece. Tasty it's Piece. It's just going to say Tasty Piece. People I, are going to say that I think I'm talking about myself. But. I think it should I should have one of those like like a... <laughs> then we get a trucker hat, Tasty like Piece. A, it would be like a speech bubble, but have like a picture of you saying it. <laughs> tasty Piece. <laughs> I would wear the crap out of that shirt. I, I would wear it all day that. every day. I love that. Tasty Piece. Like, you're like, what does that mean? I like, now have a catchphrase. You need to watch the podcast. <laughs> To know uh, Tasty Peace. Can't look at it. You can't ever think of Alicia the same. No. What's your number three, sir? Number three. Let's see. All right. So that one's already taken. I did that one. Um, do Let's see. Do I go with that one or do I go with one of my honorable mentions to fill in that spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go with this one. Okay. Um, uh, which actually, I, I probably need to rewatch. I was talking to a guy today who had just watched this movie on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Um, uh, came out uh, November twenty second, nineteen ninety five. Um, uh, <laughs> I got it. It's it, on my so freaking you... list. <laughs> We're just knocking each other out here. <laughs> Look at that. We're it's just like a boxing match. It's just just a fight. Just a, a brutal match to the to the end. Toy Story. Toy Story, of course. Toy Story. Yeah. Um, which I think it, I think it's maybe been a year or two since I've watched it. Um, he the the guy I was talking to today. He was saying I've seen the, it like ten times this year at least. The it, so in your opinion, the animation how, does it hold up? It holds up. Um, now the the facial expressions of the of the people are really yeah. rough. 
that but was what, the toys still look phenomenal yeah you know it and and the backgrounds there's like a real staticiness to the backgrounds okay. i mean you like watch four which i just you know recently yeah. came out in the last several weeks it's phenomenal you know, it's just it's gorgeous and three and you know to an extent too as well but uh you know one one was the beginning so yeah. you know it's not gonna be perfect but i think it i think all of the characters the toys they hold fine well it was and it was it was it's one of those i mean th- think about 1995 i was uh, i was 12 so it wasn't like i don't have toys anymore i mean you still yeah. have toys when you're 12 but like you know um I know you just don't admit it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm 36. I don't have toys now. Yeah, I'm in a room filled with toys. <laughs> I have I have a lot of toys. I have more toys than my kids. I, I, have, I have a lot of toys. <laughs> I need to. Say, I gotta break my kids' hearts when I tell them the toy I brought home is for me. And this is them. mine, <laughs> not don't yours. Don't you touch my toy. Maybe when you get a job and have disposable income. Hey, I want to. Can I change the subject for just you a quick second? Can. Do you ever see that SNL sketch? Where it was like right when the Force Awakens was coming out, and they were they were advertising the new toys, and they were like all the kids, and they're like they got the toys out and they're like playing around, but then they're also advertising it to like people like me who just bought the damn thing and leave it in the box, <laughs> and they're like play with it and you know like do all these things or leave it in the box. <laughs> it's so funny. Battle the evil Kylo Ren. I'm gonna get you in my lightsaber. Or leave it in the box. Stormtroopers attack. Or leave them in the box and never touch them. All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have Rey and Finn. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case. Well, because I'm a, I have, I have a ton of Funko Pops. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Funko Pop guy. I take them out of the box because yeah. to me, I was like, it's when I was like, I'm not. I'm not. This is not an investment. This is not. How, I, I don't think of it that way. Here's how I'm going to pay for my kid's college. It's like, no, these are toys. You know why I leave things in the box? It, it's, it's, it's a weird, like psychological feeling of pure nostalgia. Where when they're in the box, it's like a toy never looks more exotic or it, it you know, uh, desirable as it is in the store. This so, is true. You know, you you see it in that box, and it's so shiny, and you haven't gotten your hands on it. So I, I preserve it that way. Like that's that's true. I'll, you know, I'll give you that. Okay. Well, because it's like when you unwrap a virgin, and then like she's not a virgin anymore. Tasty bits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm starting to wonder whether this one will even air. I don't. It probably shouldn't. <laughs> if you're watching, thank you. We appreciate. I mean, it. you know, if if nobody unwrapped, never mind. <laughs> We wouldn't even let's, be here as a species. Let's double down. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> no, but I mean, like when you think when you think about it, I mean, like just breeding if, is okay. Uh, I was going to go back to the toys part, but <laughs> that's right. We're talking about a children's toys. movie, right? Remember that Toy Story movie for kids Jesus about Christ. animated toys for children? What is wrong. Um, no, but when, I mean, think about taking toys out of the package. Yeah, we talk about that. Yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah. Thinking about it from an adult perspective, it's like okay, from the moment it comes out of the package, it's there's there's a shelf life there. I mean, there's yeah. there's a point. It's like this toy. I mean, unless you preserved it in some, this toy eventually will not be fun. I mean, I have I have a lot of action figures that I had had when I was a kid. Yeah. That my when I had kids, I said, hey, here's a bunch of the toys I had. And at times it was tough. It's like I knew I had passed these on, so they weren't like you know the toys that I was like. And I wanted them to play with them. I wanted them to enjoy them in the same way that I did. Andy, you know, 
transfers his toys to Bonnie in the third one. That's so sweet. I love that. It's it's a it's a great passing, uh, you know, of the torch kind of thing. But it was still kind of hard to see my kids play with some of these toys rougher than I ever did, and watch toys that I loved as a kid get broken. I was very rough with my toys. It was. It's when I was like, that's it's a hard thing. You're like, oh, I love that action figure. Oh, there goes his arm. Oh, there goes his head. <laughs> oh, his head popped Why, off. How oh, well. I had that toy for. 20 years and yeah. it, the head was perfect it stayed fine you had it for 20 seconds and the head's gone why how did you do that but why did you do that <clears throat> why would you do that yeah. to a toy sid yeah. but well yeah toy story the happy child <laughs> toy <laughs> story <laughs> i i love i think i even have the, the clip uh bookmarked on my phone of the video when uh when they have their um, that whole little like, attack, Sid, and then Woody's head just spins around. So play nice. Mm-hmm. I love. I mean, that was just that was such a great line. I yeah. loved the whole. And you know, it was it was just a really great playing cowboy. The the whole the whole story was great. And it, I mean, like you know, when you you get to the point now, where it's like okay, 1995, and you have Toy Story four come out in 2019. Like okay, this is this is a franchise that spanned 20 plus years. Yeah, you know, I went and saw the first one when I was 12. I took my kids seven and five to That's go see cool. the fourth one. It's That's like great. You know, it's like you're you're living in the same universe and you're getting to you know experience it. It's in two fun to ways. share those. That's cool. characters, those same characters yeah. with your kids. I was like, I mean, and thinking about like, I mean, how I mean. Even though he's a fictional toy, how huge Buzz Lightyear was when that first came out. I was like, I mean, they super cool. Buzz Lightyear. I was like, oh, it was the coolest thing. But yeah, yeah, I was like, that was that was just one of the, I mean, Toy Story is one of those movies that just kind of you didn't know it at the time, but would change. I mean, change change the landscape for animated movies movies going forward in a lot of ways. It legitimized uh, the whole like computer animation uh yeah it it, there was no turning back after toy story amazing sadly and i love hand-drawn i really appreciate that but uh you you look at these pixar movies and pixar still the gold standard yeah they're amazing they look so beautiful and they're so well animated like they don't just look good they they move there's a fluidity to the animation like they're 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 cared they animate with care like hand-drawn so well and I, one of the things we were talking about just the other day, um, 1995 Toy Story, which admittedly there may be a couple of parts of the animation that's available in 1995 that doesn't hold up as perfectly in 2019 as it did. It's far, mostly the backgrounds. Far and away less terrifying than Polar Express or uh, Christmas Carol. Now, I still love Polar Express, but when you look into the, the dead soulless <laughs> eyes of those children... It just makes you feel like, oh my gosh, there is a place of concentrated evil that I don't ever want to visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's Christmas Carol just doubles down on that whole thing entirely. Really They're like, ah, yeah, it's real, and it's real close to you. They like, finally oh. slapped the computer Holy mouse Lord. out of Robert Zemeckis's hands. Bob, you're done. Okay, Bob, <laughs> stop it. You're scaring the children. Like, you we really say are. that, but you're literally scaring the children. I think I was tell- talking to you once about, uh, like, I, I, I really enjoy the story of, of uh, uh, uh Oh God! I, was, I keep wanting to say Pineapple Express. <laughs> it's a really, good story too. It's fine. Just uh, very different. Very, very, very different. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the Polar Express. I, I love the story, and I love the you know like the just it's it's very wholesome. It's, yeah. it's like childlike. It's a cute fantasy. Like everything about it makes me happy. It captures the magic and innocence of Christmas in almost a perfect way. And and there are definitely times when they got when they have wide shots, it looks gorgeous. Oh, fantastic. But when they pull up, like you said, when they pull oh. up close and you see those like big eyed Goonie monsters. <laughs> like, <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Please stop it. 
don't linger on it for more than a half a second and, and tops. Is was there oh, first off, was there any reason that we needed um Steven Tyler to do a song for the Polar Express? I didn't even know that and there then, was one. In addition to that, to animate him as an elf in the movie. What? I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, Steven uh, rocking on top of the world that they sing at the towards the end of the movie. Yeah, that's Steven Tyler, and there is a Steven Tyler elf. Oh God! That when you ups watch the it, horror when you watch it, more. pay attention. You're like, what? Why? What? <laughs> Back to Toy Story. Right? Toy Story. Toy Story. There, there's a short list of movies that just make me happy no matter what. Toy Story. Toy Story. The original Toy Story makes me happy no matter what, and I like all the other ones. But there's a sadness. Uh, there's like an undertone of sadness with the others because yeah. of. You know, Andy's growing up and all that. Like, there's just a little bit of melancholy. Reminds us that we're all going to die one day. Exactly. Oh, my mortality. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Andy's like a little kid and he's he's playing with his toys. And, you know, it's just such a, just it's such a happy, fun movie. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Let's do it. number four. This is my third one, I think. Okay. It's my um, third one. Yeah, I think so. All right. So, my next one. Whatever it is. Oh, that's right, because I started. Yeah, you I, did start. That's right. There we go. Okay, so you go, then I go. Then yeah, you so go, this, then is, I go. this is your third. You go, then I go. Okay. Tasty bits. <laughs> so um, this this movie just reminds me of, of Thanksgiving, period. And in uh, and, and the sequel actually takes place during Thanksgiving, and I kind of mentioned it earlier with the family values, but I'm going to go with the original Adams Family. It came out November 22nd, 1991. The was it Barry Barry Sonnenfeld? Sonnenfeld, yeah. Uh, Men the, in Black. This I I like Men in Black, but this this is for me his like piece to resistance. You know, like I love the Adams Family movies, and oh by the way, they hold up really well. They do. I remember don't watching. even bother going to see the new cartoon. Just watch Adams Family. The movie. Raul Julia as as Gomez. You know, Christopher Lloyd pops and he's once again he's in this thing, in this piece. He's uh, it's two as, Christopher Lloyd movies Fester. for you. I know, right? Thanksgiving. You think Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd, of course. Remember that episode of Taxi that happened during Thanksgiving? Um, you know, like every every character when I when I think of an Adams Family character, like they they all pop into my head. Like you know, Angelica Houston, well, is the perfect Morticia Adams, and Wednesday Adams. You know, Christina Ricci is so good, and even the little kid who plays uh, Bugsley. Bugsley is great. Um. But you know, like uh, Laura and I, we we were having our own like little rad mom and dad, you know, edition ourselves. And we we they had a they just released a, the double pack the double of, pack, yeah, yeah, of the Adams Family, Adams Family Values, and we were planning to go see the new uh, animated, the animated movie, one. which you know, I'm looking at, I'm like, well, you know, the voice cast looks good, and you know, it it, it I I never was really impressed with the art direction of the characters like the character models themselves to me like yeah. didn't really i don't know i just assumed over time i would get used to it but uh it didn't do a lot for me it seemed it seemed like they were shooting for a nightmare before a christmas kind of feel mm. but at the same time they wanted to do their own thing so it kind of like it just differentiated itself weirdly yeah they, they were going for something and, yeah and, and that's cool and i think i think when you do that and you're able to uh, you know, differentiate yourself from the pack and the other Adams Family movies. It's difficult to do. Like people, and it's been a long enough time yeah. where you know, like you don't, you're not, you don't have to worry about whether or not that you're as good as the original Adams Family. But those movies were huge. They were, especially the first one. And uh, 
and they, like I said, they held up really well. We bought the double pack and we, we, we watched both back to back. Like we watched the first one. We're like, man, that's, everybody loved it. The kids Dan Hedaya. <clears throat> that's right. Fantastic. That's right. As a lawyer is another good lawyer character actor. And we went right into the second one. We loved them both. And then we didn't even actually end up going to see the cartoon. Because uh, you were satisfied. I, I, we were totally satisfied. You know, we're, we're like looking at, like, you know, uh, reviews and stuff. I was like, oh, that's getting okay reviews. We're good. We, we, just, we probably just saw the best version of Adam's Family. So let's just leave it at that. Uh, but I, I remember going to see this in theaters. Um, there was a mall that I was very excited about going to that just opened across the river. And uh, it was like a theme park mall. It was, fin- it was just the best. It was gigantic arcade upstairs and like a train you could ride around on putt putt golf and a movie theater like a this movie is theater. Insane. It was insanity. <laughs> and popping up across America, there were like malls just like this one. But you know, it. I, I remember like there was a bit, there was an extra little bit of of special uh, connotation of that viewing of that movie. It's like I saw it. Like it's not the first movie theater in a mall, but like. There was one in another mall, and that they took that one out before I was old enough really to go to see movies a lot. So you know, I just it, the novelty of it was great for me. Like, oh, I, I lo- always wanted I to go the see mall theater. Yeah, it's fun to go to a mall movie theater. I don't know why, it just is. I mean, maybe not so much now because malls aren't what they used to be. But when I was like a teenager and younger, even like the malls were the kingdoms. You know, like that that was your playground. That's where oh, you yeah. went all the time. You hung out there every day, uh, just just walking around. You know. You couldn't afford to spend much money there. You probably barely had any money at all working whatever crappy part-time job you had. Uh, but you lived at the mall. You still managed to have fun there. The town the town that I grew up in, Minnesota, we had two theaters. One was – and both of them only had two screens. Um, one was uh, Sterling Plaza, and it looked like an old uh, theater. It had a big, big marquee, marquee and, stuff. Neat. and yeah. it had the, the carpet in there that and the lighted so- posters. I want to see a movie at the Palace. Yeah. I feel like it would have a similar I, feel I think, to yeah, it. I, uh, when, I, when John Cleese was here, they showed uh, – I did a Q&A. They Oh, no, um, well, Monty Python. They did Python Monty Python on Holy Grail, and so I watched that there. And that was – the seats were a little uncomfortable. It was a little warm in the theater, but just being there to watch that movie in that theater was cool. Yeah, but um, but we had that. But then we had the mall theater, and that was the one. If I had to pick, I would. I enjoyed going to the mall theater because it was just it was cool. You did but everything now, you need. Yeah. You're at the mall already. You get so dropped you're... off at the mall, watch the movie, go yes. play video games, eat at the food court. I mean, everything you need to live. It's there. <laughs> That's why they did it in Dawn of the Dead. They exactly. lived in a mall because you they can live in a mall. Forever. <laughs> if there hadn't been those biker pirates, they'd have been fine. Biker pirates ruin everything. Biker always. pirates always ruin everything. Uh, but yeah, so but Adam's family and going uh, to great movie. You, you understand oh, how yeah. like that this is this, this extra bit. It's just a little touch. Just, a little bit. I can't understate that enough. You know, like just spinning anything I could do to extend my time at the mall was just the thing you would want to do. Oh yeah. Go to the bookstore, like Grab a bunch Walden of magazines, books. Walden books, B. Dalton's, you name it. And, you know, you would just, and, and, but it was great because, like, nobody hassled you. Everybody's like, it's the, the day these of magazines the are overpriced. Just do it. Just read the magazines. I love when you would go to, like, a uh, Borders or someplace, like, later on, and they have just a hundred comfy chairs. And it was just like, nobody would buy a book ever. And then over time, there'd just be, like, two chairs that people had to fight over. <laughs> 
And they're not very comfortable. They're not very comfortable. Yeah, it's just like, it's a rock, like, with a chair painted on we it. We painted this rock. Yes. <laughs> they got, they it's got a on. Green, big green rock. It's like, rock. oh, wait, maybe we should stop making it so cozy and comfortable. Yeah. And maybe they'll actually buy the book if they have to sit on a rock and read. Let's see. I'll get a hot cocoa, a cookie, and I'll sit in that comfy chair read this book. Yeah. I'm certainly going to buy it. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to buy this $80 book. Um, <laughs> Adam's fan, I, I think I think you'd be remiss if you didn't mention one of the greatest songs of all time. Mamushka? No, the oh, MC, MC Hammer. Oh, the we do what we want to do, yes. say what we want to say, do what we want to say. Do what we want to do, say what we want to say, live how, how we, we want to live, play how we want to play. Dance how we want to dance, kick and they slap a friend. Adam's, Adam's family. family, yep. That's great, and I love that. Like uh, thing was playing. Was it? Was it uh, too legit? <clears throat> was that what was playing in his car? It was a hammer song. Yeah, I think it might have been. Might have been too legit. <laughs> yeah, but the the association of hammer of all like hammer. MC Hammer. Just MC the Hammer was of his huge. Popularity, you know, and this he was movie, too legit to quit. He was back too in those legit. Days. He did quit though. Eventually, <laughs> he did quit. He had they, which he makes had you to. question his legitness at that point. He, he he couldn't quit spending money he didn't have. Apparently, that's what he should have quit. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my uh, that's my number three. Great. What's your number four? Let's see here. Um, well, it would have been just friends. <laughs> We've already covered that. I take some of yours. You take some of mine. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this one. This one's this one's a little bit of a curveball. I don't oh. think I don't think you would have seen this one coming. Okay. I don't have the release date because it was one of my honorable mentions. Oh, okay. Um, but it features it features three actors at the height of their um, at the height of their careers. Okay. Um, one of them uh, it was it was it was towards towards the end of a uh, uh, a long running um, CBS show. One of them was uh, in the middle of a very popular NBC uh, three men and a baby show, and one of them was coming off of his fourth <laughs> installment of a movie franchise. <laughs> Uh, I win. I win. You do win. It's three men and a baby. It's the goot. It's Ted Danson. It's it's Tom it's, Selleck. Yeah, Tom Selleck, the mustache. And it's it's been forever since I saw it, but I just remember directed watching. Directed by Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. I love that. <laughs> I love that. He's directed a Star Trek movie and the highest grossing movie of that year. And it's just like, what? Leonard Nimoy directed three men and a baby? And you're like. It's incredible. What a what a guy that guy was, <laughs> but it was I mean like these three bachelors yeah who all have very you know promising careers and they're you know I, I just I, three swinging guys with I love that ladies, opening montage ladies, ladies. Where, where they uh um what's the song that's playing um I it was just I heard it in my head a second ago I'm sure it'll come back but like where Steve Gutenberg he's you know he's doing the art outside of the in the hallway and of his cartoon characters mm-hmm. and and the three of them and um it, it, was, it was I I know the montage you're talking about but I can't think of the song. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm um uh I was yeah, it was just playing in my head right before I said something and then I said something. It was it was that song, right? Um was that uh disturbed down with the sickness? Yeah. No, that wasn't disturbed. That was a uh, uh, what the hell was that? Was that disturbed? The it, the ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that okay, was that okay. was disturbed. Oh, or let the bodies hit the floor. That's another great. Let the bodies hit the floor. Somebody do that. Just just mix like edit the video of that montage. Just have <coughs> let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> uh, you make me feel so good. 
it's, it's in my head now. I can hear it. Uh, bad, 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 bad boy. Oh, okay. Okay. You, uh, it was one of those like bad, poppy. Bad, yeah, bad, yeah bad exactly. You have a much so better Puff Daddy, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> there was a Puff Daddy song. <laughs> Pop, Papa Diddy Puff? Yeah, it was Mace. No, that was Mace. That's the song you're talking about. Well, it, this one was this one was more Mace 80s. have ladies. Yeah, yeah. This was a different song. Okay. But it's, they're both bad boys for life. Um, <coughs> well, not anymore. No, not as much. But um, the, uh, just, I mean, just a, a fun, goofy 80s movie. It's it's one of those, like, when I think about, like, quintessential 80s movies, like, oh, God, what yeah. should we do? Let's put three bachelors with a baby. That's like, crazy. Three guys can't take care they, of a baby. They can't raise a baby. <laughs> How could an adult human male be responsible for a baby? Well, this was a really, this, this there was a lot of gold to be mined in this concept. Yes. Because remember the show, My Two Dads? Yes. With the teenage girl? Like, the girl's grown up now. Stacy Keenan? Two Paul guys. Reiser and Greg Evigan. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, uh, that movie featured Dick Butt or that TV show featured Dick Butkus as the owner of the uh, um, the the diner. I prefer Butt Dickus. That's a whole different thing. That's a different <laughs> movie too. Yeah, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Mm. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tasty bits. <laughs> But yeah, it's a uh, uh, it was it was a Thanksgiving weekend release. Yeah. I didn't see it in theaters when it came out on Thanksgiving because I think I it was, was a home video. Sensation that was that was a sure. home video one. But it was one of the ones as I was going through movies that came out over a Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend. I was like, you know what this this is one of those movies. It's like I, if I, if you said what's your you know top twenty movies of all time, this wouldn't come anywhere near it. Yeah. But it's one of those like. But thing- what's your top twenty eighty is eighty ish movies yes. of all time. Yeah, this this is an 80s this movie. one's in there. Um, What's I, the most eighties eighties movies? Exactly. Now, were you swept up in the whole? Uh, there's a ghost in uh, the Three Men and a, I, a Baby. I, I remember the hoopla about oh, that. Oh God, I, I I really remember that. Like it when it was happening, is it, it was on video and. <gasps> But but and it's, it's crazy because like people would would re rent it nuts. and and try to pause and freeze frame at the at the point and there definitely was like a face. I now think, everything's in high definition. You can clearly see that it's like a, was it like a stand up? It was a cardboard cardboard cut out stand of Ted, Dancing, Ted Danson, right? Because he was an actor. And right, was, right, right. Like it wasn't even like necessarily like not supposed to be seen. It just yeah. makes sense that he would have it. I was just like, oh my it was gosh, supposed a, to be there. Like, no, it's part of the set. But but it happened during a time when there was like no Snopes or anything. Yeah. So like people would swear like, people, no no no, it's that's a, a ghost. ghost. That's evidence of the afterlife right there. Have you watched Three Men and a Baby? There's a ghost in it. But the, I mentioned that because that's like just one of those oh, urban legends. Yeah. You know, like every, everybody's heard of that. And uh, if you haven't, check it out. Check it's, it out. It's it's really entertaining to yeah. think that there was a time when people could be convinced. Yeah. Same people who saw Blair Witch and thought that it might be real. Is it real? Is it a real ghost? <laughs> I'm taking there's, lots of digs at White Machete. <laughs> there's a real there's a real Blair Witch in Maryland if you go to the woods. I bet go, you could find that map now if you went. Go to the woods in Maryland <laughs> and you will find the Blair Witch. That's a good movie. It oh, it, it's it it's like right up there with Blair like who's talking oh, when that. I think eighties most eighties, eighties oh, yeah. movies. One of those great eighties kids ish kind of movies, you're like it's uh, really, it's, I, I should go back and watch it because it's like, I don't know that it's necessarily a movie for kids. I think it's more of a comedy for. Oh, yeah. I, for I don't know if it, I don't think it's necessarily. It's like, 
you know, I watched it when I was a kid. It's funny, like movies that were marketed towards kids back in those days. You, yeah, you watch them now, and you're just like, that is not a that's not a children's movie. How is this that marketed towards children? You know, like Beetlejuice had this kind of like, is it for kids? You know, but that's why I don't do two shows anymore. Just won't do it. Can't, won't do it. Won't do it. But I mean, my kids did love Beetlejuice. Yeah, so my kids love Beetlejuice. Maybe too. he was made for kids. <laughs> Maybe we're just horrible parents. Maybe bad dads. Bad dads. Yeah. All right. Bad kids. Should I move on to my next? Do it. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to skip this just based on something you said earlier. So I'm going to leave that. What out. did I say earlier? Trying to stay away from Christmassy movies. So you could use it. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. And and honestly, this. Well, now I want to know what it is. Really, really, you don't even have to know? talk about. It. You don't have to talk about. It. You just tell me okay. what it is. I was gonna. I was gonna mention Home Alone. Ah, I got that. That's one of my. That was just a, it's like gigantic movie. Oh, I. I almost when I when I was going with Three Men and a Baby, I almost yeah. went with Home Alone, and I was gonna say I'm gonna it, break my rule. It's a Christmas movie, though, no doubt about but it. But <clears> I'm sure it'll come up in a Christmas podcast if we yeah. do one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's such a great movie. Yeah, it's so it's just good. such a great movie. It's one of my favorite. Early plug ever. for it. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, uh, okay, uh, November seventeenth, nineteen ninety-five. I went on a date to see a movie. Goldeneye. <laughs> Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye. My first James Bond experience in theater. So like it, it was a, a, a momentous occasion. With Joe Don Baker. He was in that. Was he then? Joe Don Baker. But really, it just gives me another excuse to mention how excellent the Nintendo sixty-four Goldeneye was. <laughs> You've been duped. <laughs> this whole podcast <laughs> is about Nintendo sixty four. Nintendo sixty back. Boom! Mm-hmm. Now that you're in, the next four hours are going to be all about that game. No, but Goldeneye is, I think, probably the best Brosnan. It's easily the best Brosnan. Yeah, it, it's got a cool story, cool villain. Uh, you know, it, they're they're not too tongue and cheeky with with this one. Uh, it's a little bit, but not not like they get later. You know, like you know, by the time that they get to like tomorrow never dies and like the world is not enough, like they're they're fully on like, hey, Denise Richards is in this movie. She's a scientist. Yes, Denise Richards <laughs> is a scientist, <laughs> but she's hot. Tasty so hot. She's a tasty piece. Yeah. <laughs> Denise Richards. <laughs> We're just losing followers one by uh, one. Denise Richards somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, Denise. She was married to Charlie Sheen, so that Dina, I'll fucking tell you something. If, if she shuddered at this <laughs> and endured a relationship with Charlie Sheen, <laughs> but I we're can't in tr- go we're on. In trouble. We're in big time trouble. We're in trouble there, kids. I'm, sh- I'm sure she's still a tasty piece. <sighs> um, tasty bits. But, you know, yeah, so but it's, I, I think a lot of uh, the James Bond movies were released around Thanksgiving time. They, they kind of owned that for a good two decades, yeah. I feel like. Because uh, there, there were some others that I almost went with. I, I ultimately went with Goldeneye because it was like my first. It's a great. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's, if it's you're really going to go with a Bond movie outside of a Sean Connery one, I think I think you can't go you can't go wrong with Goldeneye because I think that's just well, a Well, Skyfall and Casino uh, Royale. Is it Casino Royale? Casino Royale. Yeah, those are both excellent. And I, I think Daniel Craig... Now he now he's been in some turds too. Like, what is it like? Good ba- good Bond, bad Bond, like trend. You know, I honestly once once we got beyond Pierce Brosnan, because did Daniel Craig take over after Pierce Brosnan? Is yeah. that where we? Okay. Yeah. Once we got beyond Pierce Brosnan, I really did. I'm not that I'm a f- huge like faithful James Bond follower. 
It was like I used to watch them with my dad when I was a kid, and yeah. I loved doing that. Yeah. It was like I would say if there was any part of the franchise that I actively kept up with, it was the Pierce Brosnan era. And I sure. think that was that was when it, you know, like, you know. Well, he was like your Bond, right? He would, I mean, yeah, he was yeah. my Bond. 1995 Everybody loves their Bond. So I was like, it made sense that, you know, that I was interested in that. It was marketed in a way as like, okay, you know, this would be. It was very teen friendly. Teen action movie that, you you know, you could totally enjoy. And it was, I mean, you know, James Bond, it's iconic. So it goes with the whole franchise. So Pierce Brosnan, and they weren't all great. Well, he was supposed to be James Bond, remember? Yeah. He couldn't get out of his, was it Remington Steel? Yeah. Uh, He he was supposed to be in, uh, I guess it would have been. The first or second Timothy Dalton one, you know, he yeah. he was slated to be James Bond, and then like the 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 TV show, like the NBC, like I don't even think that he was supposed to be done with the series, but I, I it might have been like a situation where they were trying to squeeze out a few more episodes yeah. to get to syndication, so they said that they were wrapped, but then he was like contractually obligated to do another season if they picked it up and they ended up picking it up. But then I don't think they really made any more episodes. Like I think they, they, I don't even know if they did enough to get syndication. So like they really did fuck him over for nothing. He got it years later. Everything's fine. And you know, I always look back as uh, Timothy Dalton was a pretty poor bond, but you know, I honestly, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. He was okay. <clears throat> Timothy Timothy Dalton was just never a guy that anybody really like wanted it. Like, oh, did you hear about the new Timothy Dalton movie? No, I think people like, were jazzed about Pierce Brosnan. Even they, that, yeah, that was really that was were. a good because there was there was a quality of Pierce Brosnan that it was almost like Sean Connery and Roger Moore, you know, in in one person because you know there's there's that I mean there was just there was something about him that made him feel like. If we don't think about Timothy Dalton, then maybe he doesn't exist, and we just go straight from one good Bond to the next. It's almost like Tim, uh, Pierce Brosnan was genetically engineered yeah. to be James Bond. Yeah, he really was. And it just took him a little. It took him enough time to mature, grow in all the chest hair and everything, and then you know, like he was ready. He was Slip ripe. It all back. He was ripe to be plucked and be James Bond. But then, like I said, you know, like, his manager must have really sucked. Yes. Anyway, or his agent. Uh, so, yep, that's my number four. What's your final? Uh, my final one. Let's see here. Um, oh, um, uh, we we are we already brought it up once, and I, I feel like just because it bears repeating, it was uh, November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, uh, greatest Thanksgiving weekend release I think of all time. Yeah, I mean comedy legends John Candy, Steve Martin. Uh, there was a there was an appearance by Kevin Bacon in the film. Oh, there was. Yep. That. When uh, when Steve Martin is racing to try and get the cab, he's racing Kevin Bacon, who's across the street. From <laughs> is that Kevin Bacon? It's Kevin Bacon. He looks so mature, like he's got his little suit on and shit. Yep, I, I didn't realize that. It's good old Kevin Bacon, footing loose down trying to chase a cab. Exactly. That's uh, it. There's so many good John Candy roles, but that and he he always taps into that lovable kind of oaf loser kind of guy. Like just oh that's that's just your uncle like he means well like he's just that guy he was Uncle Buck. Del Griffith is to me the only John Candy role that that beats him out as Uncle Buck. Mm-hmm. Um, but Del Griffith is I mean just it's one of those I'm like I could watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles over and over. And oh over. hell yeah! It's just hell yeah! It's hilarious every You're time you watch it. You're going the wrong way. How does he know where we're going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> I could play that whole movie in my uh, mind from start to finish. Those aren't pillows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, just every part, like, I mean, they walk into the room and there's one bed. And is it even a full bed? It looks no, like a it's twin. it's like a twin bed, yeah. It's like a twin. I mean, like, what hotel has one twin bed in it? And then John Candy takes a shower first. And then, like, uses up every towel. Ten seconds later, the entire room is just demolished. Like, the premise The premise from the onset is, hey, I met a stranger today, and yeah. now we're sharing a hotel room together. Oh, what? God. But, uh, I mean, like, it's just, it's so outlandish and so ridiculous. I mean, every single part of it is just uh, like you just bounce. Every character is a character. And then, I mean, the scene that gets the R rating where Steve Martin, who has finally had it, he goes and he just absolutely unloads on um, what's her face. Is it Edith? Edith? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The plays yeah. like the, the, the receptionist from yes. Paris Bueller's. Yes. She's so sweet. Edie McClurg. Edie she McClurg, is yeah. fantastic. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, when I was working at a video store, mom and pop video store, they had a strict uh, like cartoons only policy uh, for the movies that were yep. playing on all the monitors around the store. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I was, it was me and a buddy of mine and another person. And uh, I talked him into watching Planes, Trains, and Automobiles because it was like Thanksgiving time. And we were just like, come on, let's just watch it. It's, come on, it's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It's nothing. That scene, I forgot that scene. And I was sprinting. I was putting movies on the shelves. And it dawned on me like I had a five-second like realization. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I didn't make it. It the whole damn thing played, and, <laughs> like, and at that point I was like, "Well, I'm over it. I might as well just let well, the movie go. I'll, I'll just get, I'm gonna talk to the boss tomorrow, and that might be the end of me here." But uh, yeah, it was just like a slap on the wrist. But it, it, I, I mean, it's it's one of those like it's such a great scene. I mean, just when he, I mean, just he, you, you just see every part of him. Just uh, uh, and then I mean, he's so frustrated in that movie. I, honestly, I mean, one of my favorite jokes is right after that because Steve Martin. I mean, there's there's a quality to his comedy that's just that I've always loved. Oh yeah, and he dabbles in sarcasm, but he doesn't primarily deal in it because he does so many different comedic things. Yeah, but I love the line when he he's right outside that St. Louis airport, and it's right before Del Griffith pulls up in the car that he rented with his credit card. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he's talking to the guy who's trying to get a taxi and. Um, uh, he he's like uh, yeah I need a, I need a taxi I'm going to Chicago it's like yeah if you try going inside you know they got a bunch of planes that run it's like if, if I wanted to hear a joke uh, if I wanted a joke I'd follow you into the John <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's I mean like it's it's just this stupid one line yeah it's a throwaway but it always yeah. gets me like it's just when I was like he's it's so mean he's because he's <laughs> so he, that the pinnacle of his frustration is there because he's just that whole walk he's back to snapping. the airport yeah. he has snapped and he loses it on Edie McClurg <laughs> yeah. and it's just when I was like he's just like I don't even know what I'm gonna do here yeah. I'm just and it just in desperation it just throws out this toss away joke and I'm just like I love that joke every it's single really time good. I was like that is just the best. That's the best losing it on uh, like a clerk <clears throat> moment, yeah. probably in a movie. Who just doesn't deserve it? She's just like, eh, whatever. It's like the Seinfeld episode where they're like, you know how to take the reservation, but you're not good at keeping the reservation. <laughs> Anyone you can, can take, take reservations all day long. <laughs> it's holding the reservation. <laughs> uh, what else can you say, man? I think 
Just, we got to talk about planes, trains, and automobiles twice. It's a great movie. Man, golly, right. what am I? He's like, you take, you taking so many. Follow good ones. that. I can't. I can't. Uh, but uh, let's see. Okay, so this this is funny. Uh, so on the same day as Adam's Family uh, came out, November twenty second, nineteen ninety one, another classic movie came out uh, from Disney, and I was say uh, it, was, Liquors too. it was about a uh, book loving. Uh, princess. Well, she wasn't really a princess. She was the daughter of uh, an inventor, and she is trapped by a beast, and she falls in love with him. And it's just classic meatballs. That was a good. That was a really good movie. That was a good movie. Beauty in the meatball. Yeah, <laughs> meatballs. That's the greatest camp. We got to do like a top ten camp movie. I'm sure That's we're gonna good. have some overlap there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, Beauty and the Beast. That's that's gonna be my fifth and final. That's a that's a good pick. That's I can't believe pick. those two movies came out on the same day, and uh, I, and I didn't see them on the same day, but I did end up seeing them uh, within like a week of one another. I think we <clears throat> maybe I saw this around Christmas, like close to Christmas. I don't know. It was in there for a while. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm gonna go ahead and pick Beauty and the Beast as my thir- uh, fifth. Uh, is it's awesome and Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you know, she's Mrs. Potts. For God's Murder, sakes. she wrote. Uh huh. Of course. Lumiere, one of one of my favorite characters. Lumiere is great. And the little clock, it's good stuff. Cogsworth. Uh, I think Belle is one of my favorite all time Disney princesses. I just dig her. I think, you know, not not just because she's beautiful, but there's she, a capableness to her. Right, right, right. And, and she's, she's not like the entitled princess. No. You know? She she kind of she and, and you know she. She could have Gaston, you know, like all the other girls in town wants Gaston, but like she's just like, no thanks, I'm good. Nah, uh, I would rather have a book. Yes, <laughs> and I, I, I love that. I think that's so cool that you know they would do that. Uh, but I mean, all the characters are great. I don't know what they'll say about Beauty and the Beast. All I gotta do is just say Beauty and the Beast is part of the is the height of the Disney Renaissance. One of my favorite parts of that movie, and I I I, I highlight it just because they did such a great job. Of, you don't even care. You don't even care that, like, when you start, as we've done that before on this, um, where you start kind of like, well, what about this and what about that? Or like, so he was a kid. There was a witch. They turned everything into uh, furniture. They turned all the the people into furniture. Where did Chip come from? (laughs) Because he's a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't around. Yeah. Where did Chip this come from? This is weird. This is really, really weird. What dimension did Chip get pulled into from? What, what what happens when everyone gets turned back into regular people? There's no furniture in the castle? None? No furniture at all? <laughs> what happened there? But uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's uh, like I've, I've read, I think BuzzFeed has done a number of articles on like, if That's, you if you start looking at all the funny things that if you were to evaluate this in real life, yeah. how ridiculous it was. But the thing is, that's I give, I give such props to movies like that where like, yeah, all these things could be that, but we don't care because this movie is so incredibly great. It's Beauty and the Beast. I mean, the music's great. The story's great. I mean, it's it's been around for forever. I don't know how many times I've seen Beauty and the Beast. I don't know. I mean, it was my sister's favorite movie for the longest oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I've watched it so many times. And yeah. it's, I mean, the songs, I mean, like. I, Disney was on a roll, Oh, man. my gosh. Beauty- the, the, with, with The Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid, those three movies and Aladdin. Those four movies, right? Aladdin was another. Or did I say Aladdin twice? 
No. No, yeah. Lion King. Uh, Lion Beauty King, and the Beast, Beauty and the Beast Little, Little, Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Yeah, those, yeah. those four movies, like, there's never been a run. I think mean, maybe Pixar could lay claim, possibly, but uh, that, that run of movies, and it's not like movies that came right after were bad. They were fine. Like, Mulan's fine, and, you know, Hercules is fine, and, you know, uh, the Tarzan's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have They're yet to okay. even see Hunchback another name. It's on Disney Plus. I actually get a chance to I watch saw it. Theaters. Did you now? Is it any good? Oh, it's got Jason it was, Alexander, right? Uh and Demi Bobcat Moore. Bobcat Goldway. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> oh, I've had that in so long and it's so good. Um, um I'm gonna like, you know, yes. turn me into a gargoyle. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't That's know if he does. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. That's such a good Bobcat Goldthwait. I'm sorry. That's so good. I, that's so good. Oh, stop it. Just stop it. Well, Hunchback, I mean, it's okay. It's, yeah, I mean, Demi Moore, too, right? Demi Moore. Demi or Demi? I don't know. Basinger? Basing? Is it Basinger? 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 I don't know. But yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Great, great flick. All right. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one all day long. Those are our 10. Those are 10. 10 flicks, 10 great movies that were released in the Thanksgiving Day holiday yes. window. So Nailed it. Bet you didn't know some of those came out around Thanksgiving, folks. But you do you probably now. probably learned a bit, a, a thing or three. We taught you a lesson. <sighs> Sounds I'm like, down the shed waiting for my Bible lesson. Uh, whoa, whoa. You, you went like whoa. from sling, Bruce to Family Guy to like Sling Blade. <laughs> That's a that's a that's a mashup I've never known I wanted to see before. I recognize some of them French fried tighter. Mm-hmm. All right, well that that concludes that, which leads us to the end of the show. Post credits. Uh, Post credits. We're gonna do a rad dads. I'm gonna have rad to dads. ask you to do rad dads because I'm gonna have to change my rad dads. Okay. So you you go ahead and reveal yours <clears throat> and stall for. I'm me gonna so stall. I'm gonna stretch so for time. I can think of a new rad dads. It was a cold and blustery morning. Mm, yes. Nineteen sixty-seven. Mm-hmm. I was not quite born yet. <laughs> Wouldn't be around for sixteen more years when I decided to pick this Rad Dad's movie that also mm-hmm. had not been even thought of yet. Yes, yes. But uh, uh, knowing that Christmas would be coming soon, I decided that there's of all of the Christmas movies and all of the Christmas times that my children have endured, there is one fantastic wonderful christmas feature that i believe their eyes have never beholden <laughs> you did a great job and it i'm building up the the keep, anticipation keep going keep, people are like what is he i don't even just know like edging the crowd what could, what could it be <laughs> keep which edging. film could he possibly be alluding to Ooh, i don't know uh, it's one from the 80s, the 1980s, oh, not the 1880s. Yeah, 1980s. AD, of course. <laughs> not, not PC. Yeah, AD, when <laughs> films existed. It was, it was a little ditty featuring uh, a, a young, a youthful, and full of life, Dudley Moore, and a, mm. and a villainous John Lithgow. In the tale of Santa Claus that became a movie known as Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> okay, you can stop drawing okay. it out. I got one. Santa Claus the movie. That was fantastic. Good. 
Good. Uh, what year was that made? Released? It was 1980. <clears throat> it was in the 80s. Okay. I don't know off the top of my head. So it's funny. You, you picked a Christmas movie. I decided to, because Mrs. Doubtfire was my original Rad oh. Dads. But we, ta- still, we just talked could, about Mrs. Doubtfire. Do right? Well, I'll do it. I'll watch it with him, but I'm not necessarily going to use choose it for a topic. Because uh, it's a little redundant. We'll, we will. I, I hear, here's another one we're going to do. We'll do. We'll, we'll have a Robin Williams, a tribute to Robin Williams oh, at yeah. some point. So hell we'll, yeah. we'll, Mrs. Doubtfire will come back up. It, it'll will be, be back. But Robin Williams has done so many great pieces of work. Like, you know, what a tasty piece. <laughs> tasty piece. <laughs> no, uh, it's funny. You picked a Christmas movie. I, I picked another Christmas movie. Uh, from the, I, I'm guessing the early, or like early '90s, late '80s. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Ernest saves Christmas. <laughs> Great flick. I'm going to introduce my kids to Ernest. No, I mean Vern. No, I mean. No, I mean Vern. I, I, I love the Ernest movies. Uh, the Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. And Ernest, Ernest saves Christmas. Stupid. And there was a Ernest scared stupid. There, there, there were plenty of others, but uh, those, those are like the four. Ernest know, learns quantum physics. Yes. That was hilarious. It was so funny. So many equations. <laughs> Some of them didn't even make sense. No, no, hell no, not at all. Oh my gosh. Vern was no help, let no. me tell you. He did not know what he meant. No. At all. All right, well that that was fun, man. That That's that us. was a that was a nice long episode for you guys. Solid. Uh you you can just chew on that for Thanksgiving, enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner, and uh, I think when we return Next time, we'll probably Quince. be doing when we... Whence we return. Whence we... Yes, yes. You do it better. Well, What? I, not not to tease, but we'll probably end up revisiting or visiting our uh, movies we're most looking forward to, I guess. It's probably going to be about that time. It's about that time. Because uh, December... Uh, we haven't talked about December yet. We haven't talked December. So we, we really need to talk about December, God, January, January, and February. Because there's going to be some good stuff. Fantasy Island. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the trailer for that was pretty weird. Probably won't make it do the I feel like Blumhouse is really kind of starting to go. Like, come on, no, 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 guys, just doing everything. Stop, 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 stop. Enough, enough. Tap the brakes. Yeah. Rethink some of the things you're doing. Pause for a moment. Not just green light everything. We were on a really good kick here. Let's not just screw the pooch just yeah. yet. Yeah, they're just going the Golden Globus, Golden Globus like route of like a hundred movies. <laughs> what happened to Orion a long time ago? Orion's they stopped, back. They stopped making movies. Yeah, the logo came back for uh, the Halloween movie. It did come back. Yeah, nice stuff. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. See you next time. <laughs>